0: Welcome in everyone to episode ninety three of the Valcats podcast. I'm host Caleb Payne, joined by my co-host Speed Chief Two. Back on yo. Mars,
1: yo, back on back on Mars, Aos Island, whatever you want to call it. It's gonna to be to bad, dude. I upgraded, right? This is the way it works, Caleb. <laughs> you, you tease, you you razz me about something, and then I okay. fix it, and then I just you know my my aim is to impress.
0: That's all. But I'm just confused now. What happened to the bed? Now you, you sleeping Dude. all right, right? You're not sleeping on Dude. the ground or what, what's going on? Uh,
1: maybe I'm sleeping in outer space. There's no way of knowing for sure.
0: Oh, true. If you don't got gravity, you just you just sleep and float. I heard that astronauts they actually have to strap themselves in when they sleep.
1: Yeah, because otherwise they bounce around, you know.
0: Dude, I wonder what that feels like. You know, you like constantly like feel like you're about to like flow and stuff, or like what was? Dude, what was it? I,
1: it's crazy because like in in zero gravity, all your blood redistributes, so in regular gravity, right, you the the gravity is constantly pulling your blood down. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, you know, you know, how you feel when you hang upside down for too long, it's it's kind of yeah. like that. Like you have a lot of pressure in your head because your oh blood isn't but constantly, yeah, constantly, yeah, dude, what a life.
0: Yeah, have you? Are you one of those people? Like, I feel like a lot of kids when they're younger, they're like, "Oh, I want to be an astronaut. Or I want to go to space." <laughs> and I, in my mind, I'm thinking. Why? Like, why? what's the point? Like, it doesn't seem pleasant yeah. at all.
1: Yeah. I've never been somebody that wants to go to space, but I, I've always liked sci-fi. I think science fiction is really cool. Yeah. So. yeah. I feel that.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, do do? It's been, like, about it's almost, been- it's been almost, like, two weeks since we last recorded because we had on as a guest. Two and- weeks since you looked at me yeah and let's just say we talked about um you know let's just say in that last episode i talked about i was like hey if if pokemon go goes to crap in two <laughs> weeks we didn't know until this episode and boy do i wish i was wrong anyway
1: paint It's like <laughs> Uh huh.
0: Exactly. Let's let's uh let's get into these questions real quick before we get into the the current events. I guess I'm sure some of these comments will probably address some of the stuff we're discussing here. Michael Davis from episode 91 says, "Hey guys, I've never been the first comment before, but here you are." And also, let's Michael go, Davis Michael. says, "Gold Rush in San Francisco happened in 1849." All That's true. Right, what a right. year! What a year! What a year to be alive! What a year! PP says, "Throwing out support for." what's in front of you but also what's ahead of you did you say this past weekend oh you did i remember yeah you you were commenting with wholesome and you're like hey caleb hates it when i say this but we gotta keep in mind of what's in front of you but also what's ahead of you
1: (laughs) hey it works it just works out all right people people like it it gets people going i mean now it does
0: now it does i still need (laughs) to think about it some when you say it you know it's like one of those things where every time you do it, i need like do a double take in my mind right Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jim Jammer says, the talk of Auburn and I completely understand. I matched up against him in GBL this week, and he was on points. That's mm-hmm. right. And if you mm-hmm. tune in to Charlotte, you'll know. Um, also saying, with all the travel, are you guys ever worried about your account given an accidental warning, seven-day temporary ban? Uh, no, actually not, just because I will say Niantic, for the most part, has a pretty good system for it that it's pretty hard to get banned for travel like they yeah. calculate, to my knowledge, the distance it takes for you to go from point A to point B, and I'm pretty sure the building web room. Like, there's there's no physical way to get from like from point A to point B fast enough to get shadow banned. Like in, in uh, if you do it legitimately, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of anyone like if anyone ever was like, I got shadow banned because I travel so quickly. Like usually they probably did something sketch. Like I've never heard of that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, like you said, Niantic can even take into account, like, if you're flying somewhere, right, that's the quickest way you could possibly get there. Yeah. So if you say, oh, yeah, well, I got from from Mexico to Texas in one hour, that's just physically impossible. So then you're (laughs) in trouble. I
0: mean, unless you're right on the border, right? But, yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. Michael – or, sorry, not Michael. Uh, Manning saying, uh, long story short, Michael is the goat." Jokes aside, Michael's so approachable and down to earth, it's almost scary. I remember randomly running into him at GoFest in Berlin and casually chatting with him for like 10 minutes, even though he only met me once before at EUIC. Can't emphasize enough what you already stated last podcast. Where We should really appreciate his dedication for his game and the PvP community uh, and just community at large while trying to understand that he obviously cannot single-handedly decide on and influence everything that Intake does. Mm-hmm. That's right. Many more employees. I mean, I, I don't want to say like more employees like like Michael, because we obviously don't know what every employee does. Right. There's yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of employees that do a lot behind the scenes that we don't know about. But for someone that's as front facing as Michael is on social media, which I don't think he needs to pay for his role. Right. That That's not a requirement. He's not even a community manager. Uh, he does far beyond. The, what's asked him so uh, i hope he's yeah. able to rest though and stuff i mean rest as much as you can he has a newborn and he has a lot on his plate so uh, i yeah. personally have not been like well i don't usually tag him in general but I personally i have not been messaging him or like bothering himself because you know there's stuff to get,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah i i'd say uh having the director of, of the pokemon go live game uh I honestly also be a fan of pvp is a really good sign for us. And just going to his Twitter, his, his most recent tweet, March 29th, we're expanding Pokemon Go's footprint across the play Pokemon events. So it, you can see, like, it's at the front of his mind, even in the things that he's talking about online.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a great battler, too, man. It's wild. Dude, he's good. If, if only he was able to compete at one of these regionals, I would love to see that. But I, I don't think he's contractually able to, <laughs> based on his, yeah, like, based on the fact that he works for a company. Um,
1: maybe, maybe he'll wear a disguise one day.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Imagine that. Imagine that. Ace Trainer Paul says, I would definitely watch some GBLA-style content for factions. Just saying. Ooh. Okay.
1: I'll have to think on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Think it through. Think it through. We got hit a hit lot of uh, emojis. Big, I mean, I, there's a couple of people in factions that are like, I see them, I'm like, oh, I know them from GBLA, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, definitely a lot of crossover there. John Murray says, Fast way to get a clip from a video that you have downloaded is the program Lossless Cuts. You don't have to re-encode. It's almost instant. Yo, John, I got to give you a shout out for that one. I'm going to take a look at that. I was using Speedy's method too the past few weeks and it's been clutch for sure. But I'll take a look at that as well. Um, 50delegray says, I have... No idea the Green Pass glitch was in-game for over a year. That's unfair and as bad as spoofing, I would say, since so few people knew about it, and the ones who knew kept it hush-hush for their benefit seems kind of greedy. I'm a father of two kids and under three years old, and I'm working as a chef five to six days a week, evenings only. So I always miss raid day slash community days, 12-hour shifts. I only enjoy PP and pogo. And I try to stay competitive, so I only remote raid because I don't even have time to go to in person gyms. It's not cheap at all buying three remote raids for 300 coins. Anyway, I've been listening since day one, never skipping an episode. Thank you for the support, 50 Delicate. Now, unfortunately, it's no longer going to be buying three raid passes for 300 coins. Dude, Yeah. we're going to talk about that, but. Yeah. Uh, let's just say, <laughs> I know of one person online that says hashtag stand with Niantic, and uh, it ain't one of us, too. Let's just put it that. Yeah. We'll talk not one
1: about of that. us. Yeah. Delegate. All right. <laughs> our- I worked in restaurants for over five years and I always had a lot of respect for the guys back in the kitchen because even after the the restaurant closes, you have so much prep and cleaning and and just maintenance you have to do. So uh, much respect to you, man. And thanks for listening to the podcast.
0: Dude, no kidding, dude. I mean, that is no easy work. I mean, restaurant industry um, and just general service industry in general. I mean, brutal. it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hours and you have to constantly engage with people and there are a lot of people that are just unreasonable. No matter how good the service you provide, so um, yes. I always give a lot of props to people that that. I mean, I didn't even work in—I worked at Subway, right? I wouldn't even call that like the restaurant industry. I guess it kind but of still. It is, but yeah, it's um, it's not easy work. Yeah, um, but shout out, yeah, and hey, if we're ever in your area, I come by for a meal, you know. Uh-huh. But I—that's not Del I don't want Del Gray to disclose their location without uh, (laughs) without, uh, their consent. But uh, Fish on Heater. Oh, yo, I've been listening. uh, Shout out to Fish on Heater and also Stephanie uh, Defie or DeFi as Speedy would say. I've been listening to their uh, I mean, I've listened to their podcast in the past too, but they've recently separated their PvP corner from the other part of the podcast. So I've been tuning into their PvP corner too. So good stuff, yo. Good stuff. And Fish on Heater's one of The host for that, um, anyway, Fish on Here says regarding listening to some episodes and not others, I go through periods where I listen to a whole bunch of Pogo content and then faces where I just don't want to hear any of it anymore. But I'll be honest, I'll be listening every week for more <laughs> Squirrel Trapper content. Yo, speak of Squirrel, there's a Squirrel Trapper comment coming up in the next video. I, I saw it earlier, oh, let's yeah, go, Squirrel go, Trapper's let's go. back, baby. Not for this episode, but episode <laughs> okay. 92. two, it dropped Ooh. a comment. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeff Jeff Must Kill says, Hey Speedy, I beat Ferricster again. What's the beef between you guys anyways? Regardless, I got you back, Chief.
1: <laughs> uh you know, Ferrix's been quiet for a long time. I don't know really what's going on with him. Uh, but yeah, he's uh he's a character. I'll say that. And and nice, nice win. That's a huge win. GG's. Maybe he'll be at heart for maybe he have be
0: at for regionals. Yo. I just checked. Um, so we're recording this uh, early morning on April mm-hmm. the 5th. The The tickets for the Hartford Regionals went live yesterday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And we are a little over 12 hours uh, at this point. We're about, what, 16 hours from when the uh, mm. tickets went live. 128 people signed up already. Not even twenty four hours, hundred twenty eight. I heard the Ooh, cap is two fifty six. So Ooh. this could be the biggest tournament in North America to date. It's I I don't think we're going to beat. I mean, we can only tie at best uh, Europe International Championships, which is already yeah. at two fifty six. But this could be this could definitely be the biggest tournament for the official Championship Circuit from Play Pokemon two dates in North America. Honestly, Dude. the entire Eastern Hemisphere at this rate. I mean, part of it is because of the cap, right? I think if they had a larger cap for like you know, Latin America, international champions and stuff like that. There'd be more for that. Yeah. Case,
1: but. Well, well, of course, like our biggest mission should be to hit the cap every time. Right.
0: We're going to do it. yo. Know, I was saying this in another group chat. I was like, I grew up in Connecticut and my 16 years of growing up there, man, nothing been this exciting in Connecticut. So <laughs> hey, I'm fair, excited fair, to see fair. that. I'm excited to see that. I'm, yeah. all, I'm always kind of wish. I mean, I'm glad I had the convenience, but I almost kind of wish I wasn't staying with my mom during the weekend. I always say mm-hmm. with her, right? But, like, I was like, man, it's going to be going down, man. All the parties in Hartford, Connecticut. And my mom lives, dude. like, about, like, a like solid 30, 40 minutes drive from there. So mm-hmm. I might just be like, yo. She, I also bought her spectator ticket, so she's going to stop by. But I might be like, yo, just leave me here tonight, right? I'll find a way home, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially if, wanna, if yeah.
1: Uh, the usual suspects like Kaiser are going, dude, you know it's going to be a party. dude. Dude, there's people from Europe. Going to Hartford. That's wild. Wow. This is not like the international,
0: right? This is just a regular old regional. Yeah. Hey, man. They want to yeah. face Sebastian. I, I'll I saw
1: two, two Europeans in particular, right? Because this is going to go live a week before EUIC. Uh, Inadequance and pokey Games are two, right? But there's many more.
0: Yeah. I. Uh, what's his name? Norman, I think, is going to be going. Yeah, Norman. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's also from Europe, to my knowledge. So that's the third that I saw. Uh, I'm sure maybe more. Maybe Ilya. I mean, Ilya was at Fort Wayne. If you're going to fly all the way to Fort Wayne, Indiana, you better fly to Hartford, True. right? True. They're both about the same exciting levels. But uh, Deborah says, This is kind of late, but it was great meeting you in Vancouver, Caleb. Hope to meet you in uh, at a regional two speedy. And despite what the haters say, I love the podcast and it makes my commute to work much more bearable. I look forward to it every week. Hey, it was nice meeting you too, Deborah. It, yeah, actually, so funny enough, we met because I stepped outside briefly during uh when I wasn't commentating to do uh-huh. an elite raid um and I mm. couldn't reach her in the hall, so we we're doing the elite raid together and uh it was it was fun running into Deborah there, but anyway, oh, hey, I nice. hope to see you at another one, and maybe uh you'll be competing at one too uh from what I remember Deborah's from the Pacific Northwest. I won't disclose okay. a specific location because I don't know yeah if she wants of course. all that but Hey, maybe Portland, you know. Portland could be a good one. Um, Very nice. So I'm down. That'll be, yeah, more more Pacific Northwest ones will be good. Um, Sloking uh, says, loyal listener since episode one. First time commenting. I have never played a play Pokemon tournament, but want to comment on the large number of no-shows at Utrecht. I was thinking it would make a lot of sense to have people perform an online check-in the two days prior to the event so organizers would we'll know better how many players they would could expect. A friend told me, that they had this feature last season but they removed it for this season i don't see a downside what am i missing yeah that's a great question Sloking. so um there's a few reasons why i don't know specifically if uchek is part of it because it was a free event and i don't know how many spectator spots they had and whatever but especially this happens more so for go participation than vgc and tcg mm-hmm. the reason being tcg and vgc is highly competitive and they have like, they have hundreds of people, sometimes over a thousand that compete and they sell out every single slot possible. Mm Yeah. They also have Swiss style tournaments. So if you have a no-show, at best you have a buy round one, by the second round, they automatically filter out everyone that has not completed round number one, I think. So Mm -hmm. theoretically speaking, you won't have any buys. And even if they do have buys, the people that are winning are not gonna have buys. So theoretically, everyone that's, like, relevant in the tournament uh, or making top cut are probably not going to have buys. Unless they make an incredible run, right? Um, Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think buys also mess up their tiebreaker, so you don't really want to buy. Like, you want Mm -hmm. to face a real opponent because their tiebreakers are based off of typically how many wins their opponents have received. So let's say I face Speedy round one. I lose to him. He gets, like... He gets he goes like eight and two, right? He beats eight uh-huh. opponents and loses two. It'll be his tiebreaker score is to combine points of all the to combine wins of all the wins his opponents got. So let's say I won five times, his next opponent won seven times. So it'd be like five plus seven plus, etc. So you want to face as many real people as possible. Because if you face up yeah, if you have course. a buy, I mean I'm sure they factor in some number into it, but Typically speaking it might not be as good as a real person. Anyway, yeah. That aside. The other reason is because they fill up so quickly. Um, They fill up before there's a chance for like spectators to buy passes. What spectators will do oftentimes is they really want to spectate, you know, either... It's usually not GO, but it's usually VGC or TG, right? And -hmm. they want to support their friends. And they sell out spectator tickets because there's not a lot of spots for spectators, right? If you look at these venues, like Worlds and stuff, there's a lot of spectator spots, but still not as many as competitor spots, right? And then obviously Mm -hmm. for international regions, less and less. So people will spend extra money to buy a ticket for a competitor spot. So either for Go, VGC or TCG, typically speaking Go because we don't sell out as quickly um, and just to spectate and it kind of messes up the system. Right. Um, for them, it makes sense, especially if it's a big international tournament. Right. Which is why we always try to encourage people to um, participate because one, it's less it's more people participating, but two, yeah. it's more real people participating instead of just spots filled in by spectators. But if you go to, let's say, I'll say um, OCIC, Oceania International Championships, as an example, there's specific merch that you get automatically for attending. You get a goodie bag, right? You get like, um, I think it's like Sylveon and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Espeon hat or something. Espion Sylveon. Yeah, Espion Sylveon hats. Uh, which is like pretty exclusive you I think you get maybe a pin with it and all this other stuff So you get all this nice little merch for free But it comes with your package and honestly if you really want your money back You can just resell that online because they're exclusive you'll make your money back from eBay or whatever right or you sell it to a friend mm-hmm. So if for them like monetarily, it's not even that big of a deal even though you're paying more for uh, participation spot than a spectator spot I think you still get the good back if you're a spectator but you know it's the, the cost difference is not like a huge killer yeah for a lot of people and so there's that for them and the big thing is I, I actually um I was informed that a lot of times people will show up to these tournaments I didn't realize this I didn't do this myself people will show up to tournaments and hey you better not be one of them speedy right on your first participation right but they'll show up and forget to register the team by the deadline. So, so like, let's say some, some organizers, it says 8 p.m. the night before. A lot of them, it's 8 a.m. the morning of. Yeah. So, let's say yeah. you show up to a venue, like, oh, shoot, like, I forgot to sign up. I forgot to submit my team on time. Whoops. I already bought my ticket. It's 8.05. But the tournament doesn't start until 9. So, what they'll do is they'll talk to a judge, and a judge will say, all right, submit your team. You're going to game like, an automatic game loss game loss on round number one. Right, but at least you can still play for the rest of the tournament, right? And if you make it through that round, then you're on the same playing field as everyone else. Uh, Even if you lose that first round, it's double elimination. You still have a chance. So a lot of trainers actually will play that card, and I don't know how often this happens per regional, but I guess it happens enough for them to not just like completely delete everyone off the participation list before they make the brackets. Mm-hmm. um after team submissions so it's kind of like so even if you check two days prior it's like eh, it's hard it's hard to know who's actually gonna be there or not right it's like it's it's kind of complicated yeah i don't i don't know what yeah. the easy solution is obviously like i i really don't know how many people are forgetting to submit their teams on time so i don't want to be like really cut through and be like oh all these like 10 20 people should not be the participant because then we might also be cutting down numbers for another reason right yeah, um, exactly. So I, I guess we'll actually be losing more players because the no-shows are still going to not show up in that situation, too. So we'll, we'll be losing potential players in that situation. Um, so that's the case. And also, like, yeah, like, we should get their teams in on time. But it's it's kind of like the same mentality I had when I used to oversee, like, college students in college uh-huh. when I was the director of a, one of the residence halls. It's like, no matter how many times you tell them, don't underage drink, or get caught doing it, right? Like, I don't care what you're doing as long as you're being uh-huh. safe about you don't get caught. Every year, there's people getting caught. It's the same thing, right? No matter what we say, no matter how many reminders there are, there's always going to be people that mess up, right? I've messed up, right, with my team registrations before, right? Not not specifically Mm. play Pokemon, but for grassroots stuff, I make mistakes too, right? No matter how many times I've done it, so mistakes will happen, you know. Like no matter how much you say it, so again, it's part of it's just like we end up having more people participate by allowing to to submit teams later.
1: So, Mm. I'm I'm actually. I'm kind of curious what it is for other games as well. Like how many no-shows they get for other other titles or if they've found a way to work that out, right?
0: Yeah. I think it's more so a combination of like they sell much quicker, at least for the Pokemon yeah. games. And then also um, they also have Swiss, right? So,
1: Yeah, also true.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ryan Colgrove says, John Kelly's memes this past week said it all. You know what they say about the final boss? Always gets beaten eventually.
1: <laughs> uh, oh my goodness.
0: I don't know if you heard that or not, but um, we face off against Panic's team, Final Boss. And let's just say, it's first to 11 points, right? 7 yeah. v 7. The three games against each 7 v 7. So a total of 21 points versus 21 yeah. wins. And we started off, my team started off 9 and 0. The first three games. And uh and then our the closer was we went two and one and so we ended up going eleven and one off the first four sets and it was a wrap. Yeah.
1: Then it's over. Then you call it. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean yeah, they scored three more points after that, but still, hey, we kept them to four points, which is They did one point better than the previous week. <laughs> it's Dude, been, a, it's so been a rough time for them.
1: Something I noticed, speaking of John Kelly, is that uh, people steal his memes all the time and just like repost them as their own. I thought that was kind of kind of. Oh, uh, do they? They do that yeah, a lot. Kind of rude. Yeah, it, people in the in the Pokemon Go Twitter space will just like lift his meme and then just repost it. And uh, I actually sent one to him. I was like, "Dude, this is yours, right?" And they're just farming it for I likes. Think he and he puts his name like in the bottom of his. It, it yeah, is, he's,
0: they're hard to find, but they're on there. He like trademarks them. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> how oh, good they oh, are. You know, they're fire. Yeah,
1: and, and he was like, Yeah, actually, people do this all the time. They always steal my memes, and I'm like used to it. I'm yeah, like, okay.
0: Yeah, Yo, look, happened. no hate on panic, too, man. If your team's going through a rough patch like that, like, I get it, right? Like, because you want to try to keep the team more out high and stuff. That's a tough situation, but mm-hmm. someone's got to lose. Someone's got to lose, and uh, Someone's gonna get memed on. I mean, our team started off like one cycle like 0 and five or 0 and six to start with something wild. We somehow stayed alive yeah. and didn't get regu- relegated. We went yeah. on a crazy run, but it was tough, man. Every week. Like, you know. I mean, but hey, you're facing against some of the best teams in the world, best players in the world, you know. in South exactly. America. So it's uh, it's not an easy situation.
1: Highest level of competition. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Getting yeah, to the questions from the episode with Butters. There's a sort of cool trapper coming up soon. Uh, uh, Sabine Keller says, Hey, Caleb, I heard you say for Thorn repeatedly in your last Mountain Cup video. Didn't you say you never pronounced it that, that, uh, that strange? What happened? I wonder if Tell it's the out. DeFi 250 wholesome thing or more of a uh, Trondo? Oh, 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 Trondo. Yeah. oh Tronto, Yeah, Tr- Trondo thing, thing. thing. Or something totally different. Okay, so I'll uh, you know, honestly, I think part of it was just like, I know is how you pronounce it, so I uh-huh. should probably just work on it. You know, it's like, like also, like, it's not a great look, right? To be working for the Pokemon company, and one one of your contracted commentators are constantly pronouncing it wrong when they know better. So, let's try to be better. Even though I hate it, but it is what it is. It's also Tropius and Drapion. Yep. Drapion. Uh, Drapion.
1: Drapion. Yeah. Drapion. Eh. Eh, Drapion yeah.
0: Tra- drapion. What? What do you
1: say? No, yeah, no, no. You said it. You said it right. I was saying like not, the, the yeah. drapion.
0: Oh yeah, you not said like, drapion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Like it's yeah. Cause drapion. Yeah. Because you and you and wholesome, I think we saying dropion instead of drapion. It's not drapion either yeah. way. It's drapion. No. Oh gosh, it sounds so bad, man. It I know, sounds like I hate some it. like moldy like sheets, like <laughs> curtains, some moldy no, it curtain sounds...
1: drapes. It sounds totally made up to me. It's like, why would you make a a word so weird?
0: I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Pokemon man, anyway, try to be better about it. So if you hear her saying Trapion and any any do just stop bringing Trapion and we don't know how to say it right? These torments <laughs> Matthew <laughs> exactly. made quite a bit of armor with it though so him really did um Sabine also says thanks a lot for your great podcast, Caleb and Speedy. it's entertaining, informative, and sometimes controversial at the same time. I really enjoyed listening to and watching it keep up your good work well thank you appreciate it you know and shout out to all of our listeners and youtube watchers too we're doing our we're doing what we can you know scroll trapper says something two weeks ago says you all putting in a lot of work for just a few uh, for not a lot of listeners or viewers you know what that's fine you gotta you gotta provide high quality for from the start you know we got yeah know, regardless of your listener the, the real question is if we c- continue providing high content when we actually do have listeners one day i hope so right we can't forget our roots but yeah. you gotta work hard early to make yourself a big name i think that's the big thing right with a lot of youtubers if you see like yeah. especially a lot of their early youtube videos they put in so much work because they have they have so few like viewers right but yeah. like they're trying they're grinding so hard and trying to do what they can to break out right and i think that's that's what we're doing here, but you know, we want to continue the high quality content well, for, for years to come too.
1: Well, think about it as well. Like we only get like a maybe a dozen to twenty comments per video. Squirrel trapper, you're one of those founding commenters, right? Like That's you're right. putting in the work early into the podcast. So eventually one day when we have hundreds of comments, you're still gonna be part of that. So thank you, Squirrel Trapper. You know,
0: fellow squirrel <laughs> catcher, fellow <laughs> bowcats <Battlecats laughs> hater, fellow yeah. bowcats. Listener, too, somehow. But hey, you know, wears many hats. 23 EJB, your pick for best. Yo, in let's go, Europe. EJB. Yeah, all of Europe saying, Butter saying Trev only has one answer, but the answer, uh, there are more with Umbreon, Noctile, Ninetales, Um But Lantern only gets walled by Dragon and Grass. Dragons are usually not great, uh, non existing. And Grass gets destroyed by Noctowl. That's why Lantern forces RPS in the meta because you have to bring a Grass-type to not lose to every Lantern. And now we're in the RPS cycle of Noctile, Trev, Lantern. That's it. That's the problem. But all starts at Lantern ability to power through everything that's not a Grass-type. I think he's probably commenting on Butter saying that Trev is a bigger issue than Lantern. And I agree with you, EJB. Great read. Also, he says, Also, love you, Will. Mentioning me as the best EU player means a lot. Uh, first Jagermeister
1: at EYC on me. Yo, let's go. No, it, it was really cool to meet EJB uh last year in um in Worlds, right? Yeah, I, we met him, we saw him in Frankfurt too. That was a first time, he, he was also at Frankfurt, yeah. yeah the first time, uh, first time, yeah, that was
0: probably the first face reveal for me at least for EJP, yeah. Too. But um, yeah, super yeah. nice guy at. He's really uh, I remember even at Frankfurt, he was very humble too. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I could play better yeah. stuff. So it was a great time to be here and stuff." And then power through the last chance qualifiers and now qualify for World Championships. Number one finisher at was it? It was Bochum, right? Um, yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He he forced the bracket reset and won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is amazing, right? And I, I agree with you. Like he's he's really wholesome, or excuse me, really uh, humble in yeah. person. And then he he's gets wholesome, on the stage. Too. He's wholesome as well. He's got like this stage presence that's like kind of cavalier, right? Like you can see his his emotions playing out. And when he gets a good lead or a good swap or he knows the game is over, he'll like look at the crowd, right, to kind of feed off that energy. So, uh, yeah, EJB knows what he's doing.
0: No, I got I to got, I got watch out, man, when you're commentating. I got to listen to some favoritism in the future. Who knows? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. No, but I, I get it. I mean, we all have our favorites or our friends and compete and stuff, too. But sometimes yeah. it's fun to watch your friends get destroyed, too, if it's some good plays. Shout out to Dijon getting destroyed. Oh, <laughs> come
1: on. Spicy did his best, right? Arrow was just better. <laughs>
0: oh, well, yeah. No, not even that. I'm talking about when Spicy went against uh, Kimi Suey, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> getting dude. too focused while I was caught on Kimi trevenants. Yikes. But no, it was that was ugly. I mean, you know, even Dijon said, hey. I got destroyed. But it was a good time. And yeah. you know, it w- it provides some great content.
1: That's the thing, right? Like, like it's okay to get outplayed. You just don't want to, like, outplay yourself because then that really feels bad, right? But when your opponent uh, is just, like, a god tier trainer... Kind he kind of outplayed
0: was- himself in game two, I think. He could have won. It, <laughs> yeah. But, once again, oh, we'll talk about it later. Um okay. Two O Butters commenting in response to you, JB. I love it. Two O Butters going through the comments of his episode. Um, he said, I actually agree with what you're saying. Makes even more sense when you add the fact that a lot uh, more people are running Water Gun Lantern now. Just to clarify, I believe I was refer- referencing to Trevenant only having one answer out of the top five Pokemon usage. I guess you could say the same now for the Water Gun Lantern. I also think Trevenant counters are way more flexible than Lantern counters in this meta. I'm Brian Licky, Grass is not nearly that flexible. Lantern on paper is the problem Pokemon, but in actual tournament play, it more mm-hmm. often feels like Tread Matchup is more crucial to how RPS it is. But it might have come off like I was blaming Trevenant. Probably just my electricity favoritism. <laughs> probably, probably. Emmy Weedo coming in saying, thanks for mentioning me. Also about EUIC. Dude, I feel like we did a great job of tagging all these trainers and like getting yeah. on Twitter because a lot of the top two trainers are – maybe they did listen to our podcast before, but they were definitely like, hey, yo, I got to see how I end up on this list or how I didn't end up on this, you know? Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, no, thank, well, shout dude, out to everyone but- that's listening if it's their first oh, episode.
1: I'll tell you I'll tell you what, Caleb. You've been reading a lot of these comments. Why don't I read this one and you can – Yeah,
0: react. yeah, yeah. You take it away. Take okay. it away.
1: Yeah, I'll just – I'll give you a little break here. Uh, me Weedle says, thank you for mentioning me. Also about EUIC dot, dot, dot sweaty smiley face yep i was indeed on stream and i played pretty badly i must say but actually i had never played show six before in my life so i had no idea what i was doing the only thing i had accomplished in pvp was top 100 on the gbl leaderboards which i was extremely happy about at the time i was honestly quite glad nobody had seen it until now as honestly it was a terrible performance but hey Five months later, and I feel like I got a lot better. Still didn't have any XL Pokemon, though, which makes team building a nightmare for me. Also, hitting number one on the GBL leaderboard definitely boosted my confidence and also got me to know a lot of people from the community, including my faction team, which definitely helped me practice a huge amount for Worlds. Also, after getting destroyed in my first tournament being EUIC, the next two tournaments I played, which were practice tournaments for Worlds, I swept both of them. And it was honestly quite funny as being a very unknown player and destroying everybody with a got some good reactions. (laughs) Anyway, if you didn't read all of this, I don't blame you at all. No, we read it, Weedle. Uh, Hope you keep up the fun podcast. Thank you so much, champ.
0: Dude, this only solidifies my pick for Emmy Weedle being the best EU player. Are you kidding me? A year ago? A year ago, more than a year ago, Emmy Wido has never even done show six. <laughs> like that's wild. I honestly wasn't sure if Emmy Wido was just some trainer that I just you know was in the community. You know that still for years that I just like didn't was not aware of. Yeah, like, because it was my first time hearing about Emmy um I think pretty much at Worlds, right? Or maybe did did mm-hmm. Wido do Road to Worlds? Probably not, right? Because he already had his travel package if he won a tournament.
1: Yeah, he didn't yeah, do it, I, I World believe it's, Worlds, right. Yeah, I believe it's the latter. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so it. like I and and then obviously the official Pokemon circuit, but I don't even think there were, uh, any European broadcasts back then did any coverage of the two tournaments that Emi Wido won. Also, it was the senior division, which unfortunately lacked mm-hmm. a lot of coverage last year yes. outside of Worlds, outside of the Grand Finals of Worlds. Really, <laughs> that's about it. Um, so I really didn't know anything about Emi Wido until Worlds. And I just knew Alan was really good from your road, road to Worlds. But even then, I didn't know too much about Alan. I was like, wow, this guy beat Alan, too. It was wild. Dude, that that backstory, that origin, man. Dude. Even more impressive. So yeah, shout seriously. out again, I Amy mean, Weedle. Hey, man. I know your pick was just the comment before, but I'm feeling pretty good about my pick still, Speedy.
1: Bro, I, I said it several times during Fort Wayne this past weekend, but watching people uh, like Kimi Sui play – and then hearing this about me, Weedle, dude, the future of Pokemon Go PVP is absolutely stacked. Like these <laughs> these kids are so good. I got to start retiring soon, man. I <laughs> do. That's, uh, dude, dude, that's why I
0: keep telling you, Butters, y'all got to compete in these tournaments before it's too late. <laughs> before it's too late. Yeah. Before we're running Swiss tournaments, and we're going like zero and six to start because we're a bunch of old geezers, right? Like you gotta. <laughs> but but also like this is actually a really great indicator, right? We got EUIC coming up. 256 capped out. We got Hartford, just a standard regionals, right? In middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. Connecticut, it already at 128, right? Maybe his 256. Like, I think as long as there's more and more people going to these tournaments, dude, yes. it's going to get like busier and busier, you know, like it's going to be more and more people, which is amazing. But also, it's also going to be way harder and harder to
1: win these or, like, even do well, make top ten and stuff. So. Then then the question is going to become, which one of us is, like, the Wolf Glick of Pokemon Go that can just show up, you know, after the tournaments have just blown up to 500 competitors and just sweep the whole thing? <sighs> right? Dude, yeah, consistency, man.
0: Or the guy, um, what's his name? Ah, dude, I can't, I always forget his name. He's the guy that won VGC Worlds three years back-to-back-to-back. To
1: back to back. He had a three-peat. Uh the only VGC name I can think of is Azul. Is no, Azul? no, Azul is TCG. TCG, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I forgot Florida. his name.
0: But, but if you just Google it, you'll find it. Anyway, yeah. that guy's cracked. Like, w- winning... I don't think a single person in the world has won Worlds of any Pokemon franchise three years in a row, or three times in general. I don't even know if there's yeah. anyone that has two beats in VGC at least. Yeah. Dude, this guy went three years in a row. Apparently he's like a statistician, I think, or something like that. He uh, works with dude. like stats a lot. So he had Explain like a the numbers. BGC. Yeah, because I was talking to Gabby about him. But that's just wild. But there were a lot of contention when people said Wolf, uh Wolfie is like the the all-time greatest of all time, the GOAT yeah. of VGC. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people were like. What about this guy that won worlds three years in a row? Like Wolfie's only won it once, right? Yeah. How exactly. do you compete against some guy? That but I think they're saying like, well, Wolfie outside of that, it has been way more consistent, right? So let's say, well, as an example, let's say like for example, right? No, I'm just using Dancing Rob as an example. Let's say if Dancing Rob won worlds three three times in a row, right? But outside of that, like he doesn't really win a lot of tournaments. He just won worlds three years in a row. But then you compare him to, let's say, this is like Pokemon Go over like a, like after a decade or so of competition. Then maybe let's say let's compare him to Rise occasion, who's won one world but's consisting at the top at grassroots tournaments and multiple regionals mm-hmm. and internationals, right? Who would you say is the greatest of all time? It's like a weird, it's like an interesting debate.
1: It's, this is this is the Jordan versus LeBron LeBron debate, right? Like LeBron has has been in the league for so many years, he's done so well consistently, but he has like much less championship presence than Jordan. But Jordan will put together championship runs, right? The the two three peats. You know, with just yeah. a little gap in between. Well, he has high I mean, closing
0: power too, right? LeBron's been to like exactly. so many NBA finals, right? Like, I think exactly. he is the high, he is the he is the um the highest losing rate in the NBA finals because of the sheer amount of times he's been to it, right? Yes. Um, I mean, obviously, exactly. you have to factor in a certain amount of NBA finals. There's some people that have just never won, but they only gone like once or twice, right? But like he's been yeah. to him many times, right?
1: Yeah. And obviously, it's different because it's like a team-based game. But at the same time, like I'm definitely a Jordan fan over a LeBron mm. fan, right? So Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. Uh,
0: where okay, anyway. I can't I can't find it, but um I'll find I I know someone's probably gonna comment on the web video. I've seen, Oh yes. Yeah. But I, I searched three P but I just realized that like in, in gaming sport like situations, they probably don't use three P as often. So it didn't really come up with mm. much. Um, I also didn't really type in Pokemon. Actually, you know what? Let's just do it so that I can save people time from commenting. Um, right. All right. Let's see. I'm going to look it's, as well. We're going to do uh, some,
1: some research here.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's oh, Raymond Rizzo. Three-time VC World Champion 2010 to 2011. He is regarded as one of the best players in the competitive Pokemon of his time. Uh, I think in in one of the main series games... They made a character after him, like as a as a NPC you could battle, and they brought what? his team from worlds.
1: No they, shot. Yeah. Yeah. Immortalized forever. Off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, winning worlds three times in a row is probably maybe unattainable again in the future. Who knows? I mean nothing's really yeah. truly unattainable, but the ability to do that three times in a row, too, let alone three times. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Imagine showing up three years in a row. It's the same dude winning. like like, i bet like if you're that guy that faced him like on year three in the finals like dude it's got to be my time right this guy's had his time and (laughs) nope right again
1: it's like surely he's watched by now surely uh
0: so who is josh says uh well i love the interview from mr kfc himself and pokemon go doesn't know how lucky they are to have the three of you well appreciate that thank you so much and we all know the hot topic this week (laughs) remote raid passes unbelievable way to stop the game from being accessible it's going to make master league untouchable for the majority of players from now on 100% on that if you're lucky you would get probably 16xls from each legendary battle from 5 raids a day minimum 3xls if you did 5 raids a day all legendary and hope you get 16xls you get 80xls for the week and if it's a rotation of one week you'll never max out and you'll have to wait for when it could be four rotations of a pokemon from remote raids to max to 296 xls yeah i could go out and do more in person but that does limit people that uh uh, uh people not in raid groups makes a mockery of tier ones into tier three raids i can mm-hmm. see a possible u-turn like the extended distance pokestop obviously your thoughts and if anyone in niantic are listening wtf hashtag slowly killing the game also to my knowledge if you're under level 31 you can't even access excels so again limiting resource and accessibility price hike yeah the the fine deal with it um but how are you meant to I'm feeling a dear niantic letter around the corner before the next podcast episode. So who is Josh? Uh-huh. Man, you reading the future right there? Because there is, there is one for sure. Let's go, Josh. But Let's yes, go. yes, reading my thoughts exactly. I mean, dude, we'll talk dude,
1: about I it. I actually, yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it soon. But honestly, Josh, yeah, again, prescient. Uh, you're spot on. With Your, your, future yeah, future site. Board stiff.
0: Speaking of future site, saying at the two minute fifty six mark, did somebody say Pokemon Go goes to crap in a week? It took to them less than a day since airing. <laughs> Caleb technically right with the free remote raid prediction, so kudos for that. Yeah, that's true. They are giving more a free remote raid pass. I guess like once a week or whatever it is, once a month. There's an odd. There's a chance for it. I don't even know. But unfortunately, know. that's not the main takeaway from the March thirtieth announcement. You're absolutely right, board I wish I was wrong. I wish I didn't say I mean, say what you will. I don't think I will in existence. Because if I will that existence, I will say this right now. A week from now, it all gonna be fixed. And I think all- gonna gonna mm-hmm. gonna um they're gonna take back everything they said and or everything yeah. be back to normal. The,
1: they'll come around, they'll listen to the players and also uh PvP will get way more investment and uh we're gonna get moveset updates. And uh all kinds of new features added to it, including like a new arena to battle in. Because this patch of grass is getting <laughs> well, kind of old? You
0: got you gotta roll back the wish list. We gotta be realistic. Nah, nah, no, no, we're,
1: we're we're putting it all out there, dude. You're you're the manifest guy. We got we gotta rely <laughs> on you. <laughs> right. We're
0: we'll going Nerf Lantern somehow too. Yeah, Nerf <laughs> Lantern too. That's the real like that's the real million dollar question. How you do that. But again, so yes. shout out, man. If you work on Niantic, you listen to this and you are on our yeah. side. Shout out, dude, because I bet you you're in there scratching your head and pulling your hair out too, right? I'm like, why do we do this, right? I, I knew it was going to be a bad idea, right? And, uh, you know, thank you for fighting the good fight. I'm sure there are plenty of nice employees that don't agree with this decision. And then, they we got what we got. Ryan Coldgrove says, hey, Butters. Who did the Warriors lose to in 2016? I heard they blew a 3-1 lead. You probably won't see this. Just wanted to get the answer from a Warriors fan. Also, y'all <laughs> have fun in Fort Wayne. Looking forward to seeing both Speedy and Butters compete. Potentially both on the West Coast at one of the two I'm going to in Portland and Fresno for sure. Hey, man. Let's see it. Let's see it. Hey, I actually need to double check here. I saw on All Twitter right. briefly, yeah. like this past weekend, that Ryan Col- Colgrove was retiring from the game. I really hope it was just... uh. It was just um, uh, April Fool's joke. Let's see. Uh
1: oh. What did oh, Ryan post?
0: Uh. Oh yeah. Was no, he it was hacked? April, Fool's joke. <laughs> it April Fool's joke. He said on Twitter, "Man, it was a good run. I think it's about time for me to retire from Pokemon Go. It was fun while it lasted." And then he responds with a Rickroll GIF.
1: Ah. Uh, okay, April Fool's joke.
0: Okay. He's, stroke. Right. <sighs> I was He's not out of it.
1: Come on. I do You know, keep do anything you read online. On uh, especially experience. on April first, right? Uh,
0: there was a lot going on that day. We'll talk more about it later too. So I, I wasn't like taking full stock into it. But I remember when I first read it, my heart like dropped for a second. I was like, "Dang, dude!" Yeah. One of the one of the organizers in the local community, you know, working uh, gotcha. working on, work on that documentary as well. Like a battler for forever, right? I was like, yeah. But but given the mood of the game recently, I wouldn't have shocked me, right? So I was like, <laughs> dang. I was like, I didn't realize he was a big remote raider, but who know? Who knows, right? Yeah. Uh Fish on here says, I've been saying this for so long, thirty second switch timers, but the pause uh but pause the timer after Pokemon faints until the next one is uh is brought out. Still give player ten seconds to decide so they don't start using timeout strats. But if the switch clock is paused in that moment, you can completely get rid of switch clock burning as a strat, which has no business in being a fast uh uh being a fast paced esport. And yeah, shortening the charge move mini game would be a great addition as well. Yeah, it just kills a lot of like unnecessary time, right? Yeah. Um, and the Sabine says, "I'm saying something else for a long time, but no one's listening since I'm not a content creator." Thirty seconds switch clock for little cup formats. Forty-five switch clock for great league formats. Sixty seconds switch clock for ultra league formats. That's not a bad idea either. That could be
1: interesting. I actually like this idea a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I think like in in ultra league uh, and and even Master league to a degree, like because the Pokemon bulkier, you having a longer switch timer is not that big of a deal, like a one minute switch timer. But for great league, you know, there's some matchups where like you need a shorter one because you just can't get out
1: of it in time, right? Because there's Pokemon more frail. Um, that's interesting.
0: I like that thought.
1: Yeah. Then the, they go in further. They said 75 second switch clock for Master League plus 45 second timer extended to the game. So if any format, wait, is I don't be even extended, see that. You have to click read more. There's even more. I don't belonging. see a read more option. Really? Am I tripping? Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously
0: you're seeing something unless you're making this up.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, making it up as I go. But I think if any of these formats needs an extended timer, it's going to be Ultra League actually instead of Mas- Master League. Uh, he said... I don't, Or they said, excuse me, I don't think oh, one switch timer down. length okay. can fit for all formats. They're also different. I'm convinced different timers make each league more flexible and more fun to play. Switch clock burning as as it is is a problem. My idea doesn't address this, but the pause you suggest is a great idea. I like it a lot. So actually variable switch clock timers sounds pretty uh, intense. It would make the leagues feel very different. It would. I don't know if 75 is too much for
0: Master League. I mean, I think a minute yeah. is probably fine for Master League too. Because yeah, the so. bulk difference you get from Ultra League and Master League is not that big of a difference, in my opinion, because Yeah. Uh it, honestly I feel like Master League bulk it feels less bulk because uh it's like a it's a equalizer, right? I think in Ultra League it's the most bulky because you have some really bulky XL Pokemon compared mm-hmm. to some non bulky XL Pokemon. So like uh like I think bulk tends to outweigh damage in most situations. Master League, because there's no cap. It seems like yeah, Pokemon are bulkier, but they're also maxing attack, right? So they're also hitting yeah. just as hard, right? And ultra league, like everyone still go for PPIVs a lot of times, right? So like you typically have more bulk than attack stats. in Mass league. Like everything's hitting just as hard as as their as the bulk, so it ends up feeling almost too balanced, right? Or not too yeah. balanced, but like like not near as bulky as ultra league. But yeah, yeah that's exactly. my thought on it. But I it- I do think that's a great idea.
1: Yeah. If you look in relative terms of the number of like one shot charge attacks or or even two shot charge attacks in Ultra League, there are very few. Right. Like you can maybe you can get away with like focus blasting an obstacle and it almost one shots it right from a ridge of steel. But in Master League, if you Draco Meteor, a lot of stuff, it will go down, you know. So yeah. I think, again, like the, the rel- relative damage is yeah. important to consider.
0: 50 Delegre says, if you guys want to watch a good anime, I can't recommend enough Demon Slayer, amazing character development, and best graphics so far. I have seen Demon Slayer, at least the first and the movie, uh, Mugen Train, but I haven't watched season 2 yet, which I heard is really, really good. Have you seen it?
1: No, but uh, my brother's fiance watches it, and Mm. she really, really loves it, so I think it's a good anime for sure. It's definitely
0: on the, I want to say it's like lighter because there's some dark moments, but like a lot of times when the villains, like, are dying they give like an interesting backstory and it's like yeah all of a sudden they like the, they all come back from like come from like humble beginnings or something
1: the, the combat is great yeah the animation is great and the combat's like pretty gruesome as well there's a lot of like mm-hmm. bone breaking and mutilation kind of stuff and it's the music pretty intense yeah it's great
0: yeah. anyway highly recommend um michael st james says if two Butters would like to improve his portuguese he can follow twitch.tv slash Team a lucky Roo, they have regular PvP tournaments with uh with commentary too. So yeah, a great idea. great yes. idea. Yo, our favorite biggest fan here, Squirrel Trapper. <laughs> here we go. Comment number two, baby. Of course, you haven't seen the Asian trainers, many of them in separate leagues outside of the English-oriented Sylph platform. Try not being racist and go find out about the grassroots circuits in Japan and Korea, where their players are far superior to the garbage in North America. Dude, I don't know, man. Uh, Score were you from the area? Hey, you know what's <laughs> educate us ignorant Americans, right? We already said we're ignorant Americans a, a few episodes ago when we we're talking about how uh what was it? Uh how Vancouver was the first repeat regional, <clears throat> even though that yeah, yeah, was yeah. not the case. Yeah. Um because there's some globally.
1: You know? I mean, NA bias.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. We're from NA. We have NA bias. I mean, Americans in general are just ignorant in general, right? <laughs> More yeah. ignorant, I think, than the rest of the world, unfortunately. Not something to be yeah. proud of, but it is factual, right? So, um, school Trainer, educate us. Drop us some info on these Japanese and Korean leagues and circuits if you do. I, I, hey, I say this in all seriousness, too, right? I'm not just saying just to, like, get a rattle out of you, right? Yeah. Um, drop it. We'll take a look at it, right? Yeah. If, you're, if you're being serious constructive here, right? Here's the thing, too. Like, they're not publicly advertising these leagues to other parts of the country, right? Like, Sylph is global, right? Like, they allow, like, there's Sylph players in Japan and all other places of the world. The Japanese and Korean leagues are for their local community, so they're not going to push it out as much. And also, mm-hmm. I just don't speak Japanese or Korean. So if they do yeah. have self, I don't know what they're talking about, right? It's, yeah. it, you know, of course, again, it's, it's a lot to expect everyone out there to know English as well, right? For the SILF platforms. But SILF at least has um, different language settings on the website.
1: Ed, yeah, exactly. I mean, scroll trapper, scroll trapper seems very worldly. I really like to see those links. And I promise, like Caleb said, if you post it, we will review it. We will talk about it. Uh, and I uh, appreciate your insight. Dude, Caleb, stop being so racist against Asian people, man. Like, you got to chill out. <laughs> come on come on you gotta
0: check oh what a time time. (laughs) who knew man scroll trapper international traveler
1: i'm struggling around the world i'm struggling right now because like i want to like the comment for the interaction but i don't want to like endorse this obviously garbage (laughs) opinion (laughs) so i'm super i'm super divided i don't know if
0: liking comments on youtube actually makes a difference liking the video does and disliking the video and then comments themselves the actual, okay. yeah, I'm not sure. But
1: um Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna reply then. Thanks, Squirrel Chopper. Would love to see the links. Yeah. <laughs> please do, please do.
0: Yeah, because honestly, they're probably not even listening to the podcast. They might just come in to comment random stuff. Uh, but actually, I don't know. Uh, actually, no, because pretty... they're they referencing something we referenced on the podcast. Dude, yeah. what kind of, dude, this is the best kind of hater, man. The kind that hates on us and drops comments, but they're still constructive <laughs> and they still don't listen to everything you're saying. <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's hate uh, they're hate listening uh, yeah um anyway sabine keller says uh while i was watching the regionals and fort wayne today it was so stressful to listen to you between the battles the music which should have played in the background was way too loud i thought telling um, you might be a good idea though it's got nothing to do with the podcast episode you know that's great feedback uh we'll definitely talk to our production company mm-hmm. and see what we can do sometimes it is kind of loud but it's Sound is a tough thing to balance. I will say that, you know, but that's something maybe we yeah. can we can improve on.
1: Yeah, I think most of the time it's consistent, right? It's consistent volume, but sometimes I had recognized, like watching the streams at home, uh, it's yeah. like overtuned, overtuned just a bit. Yeah. So uh, personally, like I'll keep a closer ear to that, and if I'm not at the event or if I am, I'll just shoot a message to production and let them. Yeah,
0: we're we're also a little like we're already on the louder end. I think. Uh, yeah. Or at least I am with butters. So, but I think not all commentators are and they don't have to be or I don't think they should be, right? Always like yelling and stuff. But that just plays even more, uh, like that plays even worse into their commentary, right? So, sure, definitely definitely something to take note. Of. Thank you for the feedback for sure. And hopefully you enjoy the regionals outside of that. Cheese Girl says, huge fan of the podcast. My question is about Go Championship Series. I love these streams or watching these streams and especially the drama of day two of tournaments like Fort Wayne. That said, oh, yeah. I feel like the grand finals is a lot less hype slash lower stakes than the losers finals because both competitors have locked in their qualification for Worlds. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? And do you have any ideas on how to tweak the format to make the final match to be the true climax, uh, climax as as it is in Worlds? As a viewer, the travel budget just doesn't feel like enough. That's actually a great uh comment and feedback there. Um, I think it's always going to be a tough situation because for Go at least, like, yeah, you auto-qualify in the top two, right? Um, But, you know, at least in my opinion, being crowned the champion, right, is still something, right? That's a crowning achievement. Being runner-up is still a impressive feat in itself, but, like, you're not the true champion. You're not, like... Like, being runner-up It always doesn't feel as, like, definitive and timeless as being the champion of something, right? So there's always mm-hmm. that. It's also weird because this, this is like the year... Like, we're on year two and this is the format. There's possibilities that we go to championship points and we we'll ta- we are actually in some ways. We'll talk more that, about that later in the podcast. But yeah. like VGC and TCG, where for them, you go win a regional and still not qualify for Worlds. Right. Yes. In fact, you have to often win... Uh, you don't have to win any, but even if you win more than one, you still don't qualify for Worlds. There's one, one girl in TCG... She's won two tournaments earlier this past season and did not qualify for Worlds. And these tournaments had over 900 to 1,000 people. So imagine that, right? Almost 10 times the size of these Pokemon tournaments, more or more, Pokemon Go tournaments, and yeah. winning it all and still not qualifying for Worlds, right? So like, it's like that trade like almost feels even worse sometimes, right? Yeah, and, but at that point, too, cool. there might be people that have both already qualified for Worlds competing in that situation for championship points or neither qualifying and neither will qualify regardless regards the outcome, too. So it's... It is kind of weird. I get what you're saying though, right? Because there's I me mean, like, oh, they yeah. both qualified. Like, they're what are they really fighting for? I mean, the travel package is, if you're to my knowledge, if you're traveling internationally, right? Let's say like if you're not from Japan, right, or last year if you weren't from the UK or maybe England, yeah. then your travel award is much higher, specifically, yeah, three thousand five hundred dollars is a lot. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know? And if you're if you're a minor like Kimi Sweet, it's even more because then you have to have a guardian yep. come with you. Yep. And so a difference.
0: Yeah. But again, from a viewer, like, do you really care about the extra money they get? Maybe not as much, right? Like, this, like, money is not. Watching someone win prize money is not why people watch, like, esports and sports in general, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: So, so I think there's a couple of things, right? You actually brought up points that I didn't consider, right? Especially comparing it to other games. Uh, The first one is that. Um yeah, a lot of the time once you get your worlds invitation, if you're somebody like Arrow and maybe you have like the funds to get there. For example, Enhoff as well, uh she, she got runner up in Peoria. And I feel like a lot of those trainers that lock in that invitation, then they feel like they've done their job, right? Then they can start prepping towards worlds and and kind of you know gearing gearing their attention towards that. I feel like especially in Fort Wayne, Arrow will admit to it, right? In Fort Wayne, He was trying to win it, but he didn't have that same kind of like urgency or that fierceness that he had the rest of the tournament. Once he got to that grand final stage, he really kind of like tapered off a bit, kind of cooled down. I think that was obvious for everyone to see in his body language and his play. I think as commentators, we could probably do a bit more to hype that up, you know, because everybody everybody wants to see like a champion emerge, right? So maybe we could emphasize a bit more like Fort Wayne champion (laughs) or maybe it 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 was, was. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> or, or maybe talk talk about less the the world's qualifications, right? Maybe talk yeah. maybe kind of underplay that a bit more, and uh, you know that's minor. I know people that follow the series will will already know it, will already understand it. But that's I don't cool. know. Maybe there's some some things we could do. I'll think about it.
0: Yeah, and every competitor's different, right? Like it's yeah. from my personal experience, like oh going oh going into I, it,
1: right? Yeah. I got one more. Sorry, Caleb. Yeah, yeah no, gonna, go I'm for Let me catch up. I got one more. That okay. This is the reason why I love the bracket reset so much, because once you come from the loser side and you reset the bracket, then it's like a real, you've got a real dog fight on your hands, mm-hmm. right? That's when it's really, really exciting. And that's why, because we're playing double elimination right now, I feel like the bracket reset is probably the peak content we can get. Cause then it's like, Oh my God, is this, is this trainer really going to go all the way? Like, can they actually flip this and beat them again? Yeah. And uh, I think that adds much more drama to the grand finals.
0: It does. And there might be history between players, right? And there's a lot yeah. going on there too. I think, it depends on individual players, too. For me personally, like, I was very happy just to make Day 2. I remember thinking, going into Day 2, I was like, I'm on the winner's side. I have to lose twice to get knocked out. So in my mind, I'm like, dude, I'm going to be on stream two more times? Like, that sounds like a win-win, right? Like, I, like I'm okay right. if I lose right? go o two 2 on Day 2. Um, so I already came in the mindset that like, hey, I'm very happy to be here. Like, I'm okay if I don't even make it to the top like the top two in qualified yeah. worlds, right? Yeah. And then when I realized that I'm going against my teammate and friend, I'm like, Oh, we both made it to worlds, like that's great, right? Like, like I'm I'm even happier now, right? This is a win win either way. But yeah. I think it does depend on the player because if you know me, it doesn't matter if you're my best friend in the world my significant other my child my cat or whatever (laughs) i'm still gonna try to beat you right i'm still gonna give it my all so like i don't know if that showed at least in my battles but like that's why you know i went for a bracket reset and like they're really close games like yeah like at the end day like i know like oh i'm going to worlds either way and i'm actually very cool taking second place but i'm i'm not going down swing right without swing right so Mm -hmm. uh like i am I'm going to make you work for this. So, but I think it depends on each player, right? Arrow, I think was just so relieved after so many tournaments that he went to that mm-hmm. hey, I'd be happy to do this. But also, give me Just Sui just played uh, amazing too. Uh, I wouldn't say Arrow is throwing or not trying, but I do get, like, <laughs> maybe the hype doesn't feel the same knowing that they both qualify yeah. Worlds, right? And that's not, like, on Arrow's fault or anyone's fault. But I think it just depends, right? You know, maybe I could have smack-talked Berto more or something like that to hype it up, but it just it is what it is, you mm-hmm. know? So Yeah, um yeah. agree. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. But, you know, at the same time, too, it's hard to make everything feel like Worlds. But that's why Worlds are so special, right? Like that's the mm-hmm. end-all, be-all for the season, right? The regionals, like, yeah. yeah, they should be hyped. There's still a lot of fun storylines and things to build upon. Internationals as well, right? Like it's not the end-all, be-all if you win the internationals or not. But being the North America international champion is still a huge feat or being Europe international champion, et cetera, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And if you think back to the, the NAIC finals last year when Andrew and Axon were, were facing off and they freaking tied in mm-hmm. the B5. grand finals, that B5 was B5 absolutely tied in The it, final possible it, game. Dude, and then you look back at uh, Axon placing second uh, behind Dilap. Axon had kind of the same vibe that Arrow had, right? He was really happy to get there, got to the grand finals, uh, ended up losing to Dilap, But after that, he was like, you know what? I'm just happy to get invited to Worlds. Yeah, you know, exactly. So.
0: Um, but yeah, that's an interesting perspective, though. Thank you, Cheese Girl, for providing yeah. that. Uh, Derek Cruz says the Caleb and Speediest Chief combo is second to none, but the addition of Butters was perfect. He goes against the grain with unconventional preferences <laughs> and as even more colors of conversation. Definitely should be a mainstay. Yo, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll let him know. Also, I've been thinking about phrases you both say that always make me laugh. For me, it's it'd be like that, which <laughs> after I read that I'm like oh, You do shit, say that. I do say that. I do say that. And then Sweet <laughs> Sushi. Oh, come on. Wait, you say
1: it. You uh, say it. Oh, come on. That's it. Uh, That's it. Come, come on, here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's That's usually like-
0: after I roast you or something, right? I call It's accurate.
1: Yeah. It's accurate, yeah.
0: And then after that, I say
1: it'd be like that. Yeah. Like
0: that. <laughs> Ivy Pip That's says, it. I thought the ideas around hell items were really interesting and I think it could add a lot of depth to the game. Actually, so Ivy Pips, uh, to add on to that, um, after Butters mentioned that in our last podcast, I actually asked Gabby Snyder, our uh, co-caster that also commentates VGC and pro at VGC as well too said, I, I asked her do, when they do team sheets uh, or maybe it wasn't even Gabby I'm trying to think who I talked to this past weekend for when anyway, essentially what I asked was oh maybe, oh no, oh maybe it was Enhoff actually hmm. cause Hoff was also, maybe this was Charlotte, I can't remember, I, I did specifically ask I might have asked Gabby as well, but I think this was actually Enhoff that told me, anyway um. Uh. So I asked her. I was like, "Hey, when you do open team sheets, what do you see?" Right. Okay. Um, cause, cause in in VGC, like they show stuff. Like, do you see the held items too? Right. They're like, you see the moves, you see the held items, you see the you know, etc. The only things you don't see are the IVs the Pokemon. So certain. So in VGC, that matters a lot. Like what you can withstand and what you can't in certain matchups. Yeah. Right? IVs course. matter almost like even more than go. In that regard. So, but I think it'd be interesting if for Pokemon Go, because we have our movesets hidden at the moment too, you hide the item, right? I think that'd be cool. Mm. And if one day we move into the direction where you are showing movesets, I think hiding the item is still cool. I don't know. I mean, I guess the reason I show the movesets is to make it fair for like stream purposes. But I wonder if an item, if you have a held item in Go, if you can't even see it while battling, that could still be some interesting tech. Like let's say I don't know what like assault vest would do. Let's say if you have a assault vest bastion, right? You don't actually know you can't, you're not sure what item they're holding even after battling them on stream, right? That could be interesting. Oh.
1: I wonder, I wonder if they could actually display the held item like maybe on the battle screen somewhere. Like maybe when the Pokemon comes out, it could be like above the or below the shield.
0: I think a best buddy ribbon almost. Yeah. Yeah, it could
1: be like that. Yeah. Um, so I think about Pokemon Unite, right? Like the the emblem setup is not uh incredibly apparent yeah, during right, the yeah. game, but the but the held item is always shown, you know. Uh, on the load screen.
0: On the load screen for your team, yes. But yes. for against your opponent you don't see their items. Ah, okay, there's a okay. few items though so, on their side that you can I think you can see what they have. Like you could tell based on like you know, some animations, maybe.
1: Oh, oh, you can see their
0: their battle item, like the potion or the X speed. Well, well, you get no, no. Well, you can see that one's used too, but the held items, like the actual, like let's say, like experience share. I know you can yeah. see on your teammates or something, like experience share. You have like a light bulb over your head. I can't yeah, remember yeah. if you actually can see your opponents, your enemy opponents or not. So, yeah. but anyway, mm-hmm. that's a cool thought. I would love to see that. Uh, Ivy Pips also says I do think a change like that might necessitate going to open team sheets at tournaments, so dude just reading our minds right here just continuing on my thought maybe i'm in the minority but i think giving more information to players will only help with skill expression especially if we introduce a big unknown buff in the form of held items i think that's true i mean honestly open team sheets open movesets i think unfortunately remove some of the spice factor right like if you face a mew like you're gonna know everything mm-hmm. right ahead of time which is like one of the biggest things for mew but even move movesets is huge these days right? yeah like metacham's a big one we even saw a foul play trevnan i think from shadow brady in one of these tournaments mm-hmm. like it's there's some interesting movesets you can run but at the same time from a fairness perspective it's just like completely more fair to show the movesets ahead of time yeah. because when you battle on stream you have a you are hugely disadvantaged for later rounds, especially going to day number two. If someone makes it to day number two and isn't even battling on stream, then you're like, I don't even know what moves that they run because they weren't even out on stream ever, right? Yeah, kind of
1: wild. Well, if you think about so, if you think about uh, a trainer that is facing somebody who maybe they have a Lola Tails on their team, and mm-hmm. based on the rest of their comp, you think it's a Powder Snow Alola Tails, but you go into game number one, and then suddenly it's two Shield Charm, a nine in the back, then mm-hmm. you kind of like feel like you were slighted. So I think if. If the open team sheets were present, I think that game one would be less about information gathering and more of like a real actual battle instead mm-hmm. of just like figuring out what your opponent's likely likely movesets are, which right. would change the dynamic quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it really would.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's pros and cons to it. Like, I think having movesets hidden completely is nice if you could avoid other players having advantage over not being on stream, but... Mm-hmm. There's no way to avoid that in my opinion. Unless you like stop spectators or spot stop <laughs> participants from spectating, which is like there's no way, right? Yeah, it's also impossible. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like don't watch, right? Like, no, there's no way. Manning says, So cool to hear you reflect about your start to play Pokemon Journey. Also cool, I could personally share those moments with you in Frankfurt. Dude, absolutely, man. Uh yeah, our first ever broadcasted tournament, second ever tournament yeah. in general after Liverpool was at Frankfurt, and we were all there. Manning was there, too. Dude, I should've I should have gave you the heads up, man. The second yeah. night we were there, right? You went with Zionic to the KFC spot yet again in Chipotle. Remember? You as a crowd? You all went as a crowd. Yeah. Night, yeah, right? we, we all went to the mall. Because the yeah. first night, uh, it was me and Zionic. We went to Chipotle because you and Buddy <clears throat> passed out, right? Um, yeah, for dinner. Yeah. And then the second night, dude, Zach went back to Chipotle because he doesn't have Chipotle in his area. Like, you know, yeah. he could get to Germany much more easier. And you all joined him. And I remember specifically hitting up my patron and friend, Manning. I was like, yo. That's right. Just take us to the most German place. I don't care where it is. It was me, dude, Manning, and then London joined us as well, too. It was a great time, the three of us. And I had that. You had
1: this huge pork knuckle. Pork knuckle, pork knuckle. yeah. The giant I
0: beer, German beer. sent, You sent, uh, you sent me pictures of it. I did. I posted it all over Twitter. That was a great time. Yeah. Hey, next time yeah. round, you know, not to follow Zionic for food advice. You know, I love Zionic, but it's true, that man was eating Chipotle and KFC at Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah. Come on the,
1: the, <laughs> the the palate is not. Uh, it's not. As worldly as I would have hoped. I mean, it's a good thing he's in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my goodness! goodness. If you know, us. you know.
0: If you know, you know.
1: All right. I mean, well,
0: anyway, we got some Huge. stuff to talk about. Should we just talk about the Heroes Night Niantic thing first? I feel like that's on people's minds. Let's we'll talk what, about the recaps. For yeah, that's Ford what people
1: are, people are thinking about. It. Remember when we said we get through the comments quickly? <laughs> hey, two sets of
0: comments. We got average of 30 minutes apiece. Not not too bad, right? Not too yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, so there's an update since the last time we recorded a couple updates this is a big one you want to talk about the go remote raids update what's actually happening that if in case you were not aware of what's about to happen
1: yeah absolutely so pokemon go and this is interesting right because we saw it in uh pokemoners a few weeks ago right we saw oh you know they're saying five remote raid passes a day or something like that and people saw that in pokemoners and they lost their minds right they're like I hope this is for a special event. You and I talked about it too. Like, I hope this is just a limited thing or something that's not gonna come for a while, right? Well, they dropped a huge announcement. I know it's been all over the internet. So again, we'll just hit the high points here. The price of a three pack remote raid pass bundle will increase to 525 coins. The price of a single remote raid pass will increase to almost 200 Pokecoins and a premium battle three pack will be added to the shop for 250 and you'll be limited to five remote raid passes per day. So essentially what they're doing is they just kind of like put a pillow over the face of remote raiders and said, you can only do five. You can only come up for air five times a day. And that's just it because we want you out raiding in person. And people are pissed about this because you know during the whole pandemic we had obviously the world changed a lot right you couldn't go out it, it, i remember, dude i remember at the beginning of the pandemic going to the grocery store and not feeling safe even wearing a mask because you read about the virus it was so small you mm-hmm. could get through a lot of the the cloth mask and i remember taking off my mask and throwing it away after going to the grocery store right and when you had that kind of separation amongst the entire world population. It wasn't just US. It wasn't just, you know, Europe. It was everywhere. People had to find ways to come together and they came together online, right? I think that's obviously what happened with everyone. And this online rating community that came with that allowed you to connect with people from across the world who are having a shared experience, no matter how far apart you were. And this entire move to just say, well, you know, that thing we did for the past three years, the friends you made and the the waking up and the routine that you developed where you could do raids together and, and participate in the game together. You know what? We don't like that anymore. So we're going to change all that and you're just going to have to deal with it. Again, it, it's it's always this constant tug of war between vision for the game and what the players actually want to do. And the amount of stick versus carrot here is really what bothers me because people beg Niantic to play their game. When it crashes at GoFest, when we have these big events and it doesn't work, we're really upset. Like companies companies would kill for this companies would kill to have customers as loyal as we are they would literally do terrible things to have people that really cared as much as we care and then to turn around and say you know what even though you care so much we're just gonna do do this other thing because it aligns more with what we want to do and if you're not along for the ride, you can just hop off i mean it's it's just i don't know I, i'm speechless i don't know what to say about it
0: so and speaking of get more stick than the carrot, the the little baby care we get out of this is trainers who participate in five-star raids or earn more candy xl than before no specification of more right what is it With guaranteed three to like guaranteed four guaranteed five Dude, right speak- not, i thought it was rare xl when i first read it i was like eh, that might be okay no it's just regular candy xl
1: <laughs> like what they speak like lawyers. They speak like lawyers, right? Like you don't want to define things because then if it's three or it's five or sometimes it's seven, then people can try to call you out for it. So it's always like very vague, very, you know, uh loosely defined.
0: Dude, this and this impacts everyone too. You you I you know better than most, right? Listening to this because we're friends and you see my online presence in the game. I almost mm-hmm. never remote raid. Like I legit, yeah. like I personally don't yeah. even really buy remote raids. I just like go out and do them because I just like, I'm not a big raider in general, right? And like, it just, for me, it's like, takes more time than anything else. I'm not a a lot of big raid groups and stuff like that. But I'll send raids, right, to friends and stuff like that. But this impacts everyone, right? Just because it doesn't impact my day to day, it does impact my day to day in some ways because there's a lot of raids I can't do. I live in LA and there's a lot of raids I can't do if, like, I legit can't do without remote raid people joining, right? Mm -hmm. And like, yes. 2017 up to 20 early 2020 was a different time period but like you're just not going to be able to just revert everything you hope that things are the same but also like it's different right when you drop legendary birds for the first time in 2017 yeah people are going to drive around and do all the stuff is hype and stuff it's first time yeah. right when you're dropping raquaza Kyogre, and groudon for the seventh eighth time People are not going to go do them, right? Especially primal Kyogre. How the heck are you going to take that out without remote Raiders, right? That thing was a pain, right? Oh, like, dude! Be- before just, you go different. on, yeah.
1: Before you go on, I I really love this post by PV Poke. I don't yep. know if you saw it or not. You dude, pra- I love you, you're probably P. P. thinking post, but yeah, read, read it off. You're thinking of what I'm thinking of. Uh, so PV Poke, when this first came about, PV Poke posted on Twitter and said, "The fact is not lost on me." That these changes were implemented after the Primal Reversions were released, so Niantic mm-hmm. was was you know content with letting everybody raid these Pokemon remotely at this event that was exclusively in Las Vegas, right? That was fine, right? To let all the remote raiders just cash in on this brand new concept, this brand new Pokemon. I mean, dude, I remember I remember when Celestela uh, was released. Right, And you looked at Poke genie and there were two hundred thousand people in the queue. I can't mm-hmm. imagine what those numbers looked like for the primals right Dude,
0: how are okay, you gonna do sell seal now right <laughs> like you well you oh, I guess you get five remote rates per per week now, but at a premium cost, see right that's the thing too They're also increasing the prices i I don't understand right like you talk about talk about talk about the stick over the carrot you you brought a whole bat, Dude. right like this was <laughs> like a
1: branch. Dude, uh, and and again, if you think about it, like if Niantic wants to build up local communities, maybe they should be focusing more on building local communities than on d- like trying to nerf and destroy the global community. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, increase the increase the carry if you want to, right? Keep the remote yeah. raid same. Actually, drop like more reasonable rare XL candies. Okay, well, let's do a quick check. Right, I I, I said it right. I don't I don't partially remote raid much, so safe to say I have done vast majority of my rates in person yes. and so in person rates supposedly have a higher uh counts a probability of dropping rare excel candy right guess how many rare candy excels i have well, i haven't well, spent well, a, i haven't spent a single one like i haven't dropped a single one to any legendary or mythical you've got 50 no i'm more than that but 151 oh. right 151. Okay. 151. After all these years of raiding, right, and for however long they drop rare excels, these are also I also got rare excels from leveling up to level 50 and everything like that. Yeah. I haven't spent a single one, and I'm barely halfway to maxing out a Pokemon to level 50. (laughs) And if it's a Shadow, I'm not even halfway. I'm not, and and I I literally still can't even make like a level 50 Zorude or Meloetta or whatever, right? Or, yeah. or a legendary that I'm not reading enough.
1: Like, it's just, yeah. it's a joke, right? I have I have half of what you have. I have 74.
0: Yeah. But yeah. but again, like, as someone that does a lot of in-person raids, too, it's still not, like, you might do a lot more remote raids than me, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, it just doesn't make sense, you know?
1: And, bro, here, here's the thing. You talk to VG players, you talk to TCG players, the barrier to entry to compete in Pokemon Go is already sky high. It's so grotesque. High. It's grotesque so how high, high. The, the barrier is, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at Master League. I mean, this this kills Master League, right? Like, it, if if Niantic is tracking their player numbers over the season, they're gonna look at Master League next season, and it's gonna be a a, sh- a shade, a shadow of what it was in previous seasons.
0: Dude, not even Master League, too. even Great Lake. Like our friend Frosty Caribou, right? She started playing uh, Pokemon Go. She did her first tournament mm-hmm. in Fort Wayne. Uh, Dude, you know how many Mega Medicham race she did, right? Medichams aren't spawning in the wild much. How else is she gonna get yeah. all those XLs? She did a. Ton of remote race to do that, right? And I mean, props to her. It was still not an easy grind and she knew it too, but she was able to at least have an avenue to do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to have that avenue now? It's just like impossible. Yeah. Drive around
1: for, you know, eight hours a day trying looking to catch for meditate meta Yeah. Like, looking for, yeah.
0: like, it's just, again, like, this is also really bad because you just em- encourage people to spoof, right? And to use scanners and maps and whatever that they don't want people doing. Like, I don't like your the stick is so extreme that you're going to just find ways around it right it's just like it's like it's like when you deal with little kids right so unless if the punishment is so high it gets to a point where instead of them doing the right thing they just get better at being sneaky right
1: yeah and and Which again like we experience with <laughs> we, we, we could have we could have even gone the the frog in the pot method right where things slowly change over time the and frog then in starts... the pot method have you ever heard that i have not you got to explain this one it's 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 how. Uh, so basically, how do you cook a frog? Right. Because if you toss it into boiling water, it jumps out because it knows that it's too hot and it, it hurts. Right. But <laughs> if you put the frog in the pot and you gradually turn up the water over time, that's how you boil a frog. Right. Wow. That's kind never of sinister. i not going to lie. Never, never done it. look I, I know I've never done it. Right. But maybe there should have been a more sinister approach here maybe over time you could you could slowly nerf the remote raid passes while also increasing the rewards for the in-person raid passes right and then over time gradually people would say you know what at some at some tipping point right maybe it's a month from now maybe it's six months from now a year from now it's more cost effective to go out and play in person and I has just done such a good job of building back local communities maybe now it actually makes sense and I don't mind it but instead, we're going 0 to 100, right? This is just, this is just popping in the clutch, and we're going five rate passes per day. And actually, Caleb, we're recording this on the 5th. That starts tomorrow. <laughs> yep, it does. Tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that
0: slow cook method is probably a little better than this quick flash burn method. But
1: <laughs> Flash burn. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> we're getting I, seared usually, out here.
0: Usually they'd be saying, like, let them cook, but I don't want them to be cooking nothing, you know? Don't cook nah, get,
1: get that, get that chef out of there, man. Yeah,
0: but uh, we do have a hashtag here's Niantic trend again going. The last time around, we had this was when they try to reduce the distance for Pokestop and gym interaction, which mm-hmm. honestly, like, I literally was able to do some raids that week when they got rid of it in North America as like a test run, because like I literally couldn't get to some gyms. It was it was wild, and also huge mm-hmm. accessibility issues. Those same accessibility issues are still here. Uh, honestly, yeah. like, I'd read the whole letter to you all, but just search hashtag uh, HeroesNiantic, you'll find it on Twitter. <laughs> like, you'll find it, though, don't, don't oh, worry. Oh, yeah. And honestly, if you're listening to this, you probably already found it on Twitter, right, somehow. But anyway, um, it's a letter from the Pokemon Go community. I actually don't even know who drafted the original letter. I don't know if it was Go Stadium, Bogey Miners, or who, but it's, I think it speaks for all of us in many ways. So it's probably fine that there's no altar behind it. But anyway, whoever put that together or organized it, shout out. But, yeah. It's just uh, yeah. It's sorry. I'm just you. Are uh, oh, good? It's uh, it's a wild time. We'll see. We'll see if next week things are different. I hope so. I, I hope so.
1: I just I just think the world has changed, right? Like, it not not just in terms of the remote rating. I think it's changed in terms of how we interact with companies too, mm-hmm. because so many companies base their revenue on users. And it, back in the day, right, if you were a big manufacturer and people only had a few options. Uh, you could only buy the Model T in black, right? Like that was just the way it was, you know, a few hundred years ago at this point, basically. But if you look at it now, people do have some power. They do have some sway. And we're part of what made this game successful. So I, it's exhausting to have to do another hero sniantic, But until that communication process improves, you know, the users are going to speak out and we're going to talk about what we want to do. And together we do have power. We do. I know um,
0: I mean, this is up to everyone else's discretion, right? So I'm not saying we should or shouldn't, but I know for some people, they've been going on the app store and rating <laughs> Niantic, right? Giving them like one stars or two stars and stuff, and writing recent yeah. it. Like they're constructing the feedback, but that's what really hurts too, right? Um, like mm-hmm. a lot a lot of app developers, they hate it when the, uh, they're rating tanks in the stores. Right. And so that's a that's a big that's a big thing for them for a lot of app developers. And yeah, that in itself might be enough. I mean, who knows? That's bad press. Let's just say it that way. Like it was yeah. bad press the first time around we had to do this. Like we had Twitch Rivals scheduled. I don't think you all knew this, but we literally were contacted to be a part of Twitch Rivals, like maybe a few weeks to a month before the first year Niantic, and then Niantic decided to re- change the stop distance. And literally Twitch was like, we're pulling out, right? I don't know the behind the scenes, but that's my guess. They pulled out, right? They literally canceled Twitch Rivals because they're like, dude, this is so much bad press. Like we, we can't be doing a Twitch Rivals literally like a week after. It was supposed to be like a week or so after the first hero scientific. To the point where like some of the cre- uh, some of the the people that are supposed to be part of the stream, and you know, some of the creators like us were like, No, nah, this is, I feel I feel I don't feel in good faith I could do this and pretend like everything's okay when <laughs> we have all this going on. Twitch literally canceled it. Luckily, they rescheduled it after everything got fixed. But, dude, we're back to freaking square zero, dude. (laughs) Like, there's so much good stuff going on in this game. And it's just like, Niantic's just, I want to say all of Niantic, but certain people that are making changes in Niantic are just shooting themselves in the foot constantly. And again, if any of you are listening, I don't know. I I, I could be wrong. All right. Let's say if there is some potential one or two or some some x y and z 19 employees actually listening to this podcast do you think there's a chance that they're actually with the whole like nerf remote raids or do you think they actually do like you, you like of course like just because you listen to our podcast doesn't mean you have to agree with us right i think a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. scroll chopper great example you don't have to agree with us right but the thing is like i do wonder like do you where do you think they sit on this
1: well, I, if you think about it, right, a lot of companies talk about the CEO role as being, or not, not at companies, excuse me, a lot of people talk about the CEO role and say, oh, they're getting paid these millions and millions of dollars and they don't even do anything, right? They're just kind of like the executive sitting on top of the, the pile, so to speak, and they don't have any real real work to do because everyone else that they're paying beneath them does the actual work. That's true and also untrue because the CEO makes the decision for the direction of the company, right? Mm. So. What we're seeing here, i if I had to guess, right, if we did an internal poll of all of Niantic right now, I feel like a large number of them would be opposed to this change. But it doesn't matter what everyone else says if the CEO and the leadership decides to take the company a certain direction, right? Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you have to trust in that, right? Some companies need to trust their CEO to pave a new frontier or develop a new product and take a risk or whatever it might be. But I feel like in this case, you know, Kind of, uh kind of not the right way to go about it. Perhaps um, a little bit rough.
0: Yeah, I will share one last thing too. This was actually sure. from Pokemon Go Hub, but this was actually shared with Go Hub by a Niantic community manager. So maybe some insight from okay. from within. Uh, all this says is, amount of in person uh, tier five candy XL drops will increase significantly, with the goal being to make in-person raids more lucrative for XL Candy, ensure continued and even wider participation in mass League, in quotes, right? From insured mm. to Master League. The intent is to increase Master League participation by making level 50 Pokemon more accessible and require far fewer raid passes than before to level them up. The number of remote raids required to level up a single level 50 Pokemon will be significantly greater than in-person raids, at least with respect to Candy XL, a direct result of larger in-person XL drops. I mean, but the thing is, like, you're already limiting the amount of, like, it's if the candy, I'm just intro, interjecting my own logic here. If you're increasing the candy XL and in-person versus remote raids, even if you don't have a limit on amount of remote raids per week, it's still going to take more raids, right? But you just can't even... Like, it's like, yeah, you could take the scenic route with, you know, the, the remote raids, or you could just do like the more efficient route and do the in-person raids. But the problem is the scenic route, you can't even get to the final destination because you are limited on how many you can do, right? Like, I don't know. Anyway, and the last line is, now does not sell or share individualized player data with third-party sponsorship partners, and they don't ever plan to do so. Well, because I know some people are like, oh, we got to turn off of Sync. We don't want them selling our data, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, if that's the case maybe how to really hurt them in their wallets is doing the app reviews because <laughs> turning off adventure sync and all this other stuff and not scanning tasks may not actually do anything. But yeah, I just, again, like it's, I get their logic, but it's just like, it's, they're not thinking about the r- rationale here. Like, I don't know how many raids I could really pull off without remote rates. Dude, you know how many people I've been rated with in person in, in my location since moving to LA, right? In my local neighborhood.
1: For context, how long have you been in LA? june of 2022 so so coming up on a year coming up oh, on yeah. a year yeah um, 10 uh, how many uh you've done less less than a dozen so i've raided with maybe two people
0: two people in person hey you know what it was dijon was what? visiting out of town we did guzzler raid <laughs> hours together right so of course he couldn't come around and do some with me yeah. but the rest yeah. of people that joined the raid were our friends but also guzzler you can actually solo or do with two people so that was fine Right, so of all the raids, that would have been the easiest one to do, but without anyone or just with one friend. And another one, one of my friends was like, uh, when she visits and stuff, we just do raids, but like that's it. But like it's, I'm not hitting up anyone random in my area. I don't know this. I don't know like what they're like, right? I don't know the community here. Also, like it's a safety thing too, right? People don't feel comfortable with some random people sometimes. Like there's real stranger danger sometimes, right? Especially like you, you see it right in a lot of areas. So. It's just like, and you're putting people in these positions, it's just like so, like, it makes them uncomfortable, they don't want to do it. Like, you just, like, your whole message is like like going and playing the game safely, and this, unfortunately, uh, it's not Niantic's fault, there's just weird people out there that make the game unsafe sometimes, but it's an aspect of life, and you have to deal with it, and, well, now you have to deal with it, right? You didn't have to deal with it before, now you have to deal with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially for, for female trainers as well, that's like mm-hmm. a, a whole nother level of concern. And again, I don't, I still don't understand why there's not more effort to build up local communities. I don't know if you need to use campfire to do it. I don't know if you need to have like your first raid that you do of the day where more than five people participate in person, you get like increased spawns around the gym. I don't know what it's going to take, but there are so many carrot ways to incentivize people to go out and again like this whole thing you just read caleb where they said that they're going to give you so many more xls it's going to be so much easier to level up a pokemon to level 50 why don't they freaking tell us that in the official announcement why don't they why don't they give us something good why don't they say look you're going to get like 10 xls per in-person raid so you should really do that and that's how we're going to balance this thing no they just give us the bad news
0: yeah you know i I don't it's a fire extinguisher they're just trying to put out some fires i think
1: i don't get it man i feel like the 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 pr is uh, okay i'm gonna stop dude before i get too fired up but the pr is is just not uh it's not well managed
0: let me just say if you're trying to go into the PR industry one day, right? You should dude, work for a niantic first, I, be an intern for them, because you're gonna get
1: plenty of
0: job experience off of this one, right? Dude, you can I, tell I it know, in all future interviews. Let's just put. It I know way. a
1: company that need that needs help right now, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> sending your applications. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, seriously.
0: Oh, God. Uh. Anyway, so we'll see how this goes. You know, I sent out some stuff. I think most content creators have. Not every content creator obviously agrees with this too, but I think the vast majority do. Vast majority of people do for many reasons. And it is what it is. We'll see how it goes. I mean, you know, no matter how hard they try to make community, like everyone's going to have their preference, right? Some people are more introverted. Some people are living in Mm -hmm. rural areas. They just can't have the community to take down a freaking Lugia or Primal Kyogre. Like, how the heck are you going to take down Primal Kyogre? Like, if that was back in raids, you really can't. Like, it's literally like... Dude, it was
1: hard with invites, right? Yes, it
0: was, dude. Yeah, it's uh, maybe. Yeah, go know. Know. Maybe, no, no, go maybe ahead. they're
1: expecting. Maybe they're expecting everyone to like have their max tier three megas, like rotating in. Like, hey, you you lead a grass mega. We'll all have our first line be grass, and then you lead electric mega on your second tier, and we'll all run electrics. You know, I don't know That's how much coordination you need, so, uh, but dude, I just. I just want to say one more thing about this. Uh, when I first moved to Tampa, Florida, right? I come from Mississippi. I basically know local community in Mississippi, right? And when I went to Tampa, I remember the first raid train I ever did. I was just like driving around looking for raids to do because I knew I, it was one of the legendary birds, I believe. But I was looking, looking for these raids. I was like, you know, I really like to do these raids, but I just don't know anybody here. And I saw like a group of cars going from one gym to the other. And I just like hopped in line and I started just following them around. And then we all did the rates together. But like you said, introverted people, shy people, I didn't get out of my car. I didn't like go around and socialize. I didn't know these people. I just knew that I wanted to do this rate and I needed some help. Right. Mm -hmm. And eventually the fourth or fifth or sixth one that we did, I was sitting there in my car and one of the community leaders came around to my window and like knocked on my window. Her name was Chelsea. Right. And she said, Hey, we know so you've been like joining us for the raids. If you want to come out and talk with us, that's cool. If not, you don't have to. And I got out of the car, walked over there, and talked with them. And that's how I first got to know my Tampa community. And without the Tampa community, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, have gotten into Silph Arena. I wouldn't have gotten to Worlds. I wouldn't have gotten onto Twitter. Like the community matters a lot, right? That's mm-hmm. like your your outlet, your plug into the overall global community of Pokemon Go. It matters a lot but you have to let players find it on their own and you have to let players get there in their own way. And if their own way is a global community, that's fine. But if you want to make it the local communities again, you have to to incentivize, you have to reinforce, you have to make it worth it. And I think that, again, like bashing players over the head who are just like fighting to play your game is not the way you incentivize people to do what they want to do. Just, I don't think it's right.
0: Dude, it's just like, now I think there's so many things fine or well. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, the things that I think annoy people the most, I mean, yeah, there's some bugs here or there, but the thing that annoys a lot of people the most is rolling back things that they did that was good. Like, stop. Mm-hmm. like Like, you literally did a good thing. Don't make it worse. Like, why actually? Ugh, I don't know. It's just so bad. It's just like the stop distance interaction. <laughs> like it's the same reason why you need remote raids, right? Like accessibility is still a problem with the game, and it will always be a, an issue with the game. Yeah, live with that and like appreciate the fact that you did increase accessibility in game by introducing remote raids, right? Yeah, uh, you know, and especially when XLs are a thing now, like you need to rate a lot. You know, back in the day, you didn't need to rate. A hundred something like whatever legendaries because you could, if you get a hundo on the first one, you just drop the rare candies, you're bing bang boom, you're done, right? Level 50, 40 like Lugia, here you go, right? Yeah, but you made you purposely made the grind harder, so you need to give people avenues to do it. But
1: and it's particularly rude to players that have been playing for a long time, like you and I, Mm -hmm. we did our raids for for the legendaries the first time they came out, now we have to do them again Mm -hmm. for the XL. Yeah. Right? So we're we're double dipping, and the players that are forced to double dip and are actually giving take twice as much money to do it are getting punished. I don't understand. Uh,
0: let's see what happens You're next kidding. week. I I am hopeful that something will happen in a week. You know, I called it last week, right? Something bad will happen. Yeah. Let's see what like, call this week. Manifest something, something good something will know. happen. Yeah, we'll see. Come on, man. We'll find out next week.
1: Oh come on, man! You know, typical <laughs> phrase. Typical.
0: It'd be like that. It'd be like that. <laughs> anyway,
1: uh, okay,
0: let's talk into some positives. Charlotte and Fort Wayne regionals. We had two back to back ones. You know, I called yes. it right. I didn't complete call, but I said my pick for Charlotte is my boy Auburn, and boy yep. did he play nasty that weekend. Let's just say, he did yo? He had. I mean, his. I I told him beforehand because I saw his team. I was like, dude, you're trolling by not bringing Trevin He's like, I don't yes. want the RPS of knocked out i was like i get it but like you're trolling it's without be, traveling because those waters are going true through your teeth he barely had a check for shadow swamper let alone water gun yeah. entered, right he had like no checks for that thing and, his,
1: and- own swamper. <laughs> his
0: own swamper yeah, which barely even beats it. Yeah. yeah but um but hey shout out to my friend Aubrey also richie dude oh my gosh dude. that guy was wild i loved his pop-offs man such a nice guy too dude. i talked to him backstage and stuff he's like dude he's like I've been a fan since like Skarmory, Double Grass, and everything like that. Kale was so nice; he like gave me a hug right away. I didn't even—I first time oh. meeting him too, but super nice guy too. And I think the first person to qualify for Worlds this year from Mexico, if I'm yes. not mistaken, as, as far as so, I know, yes, yeah. So that's huge too. Super nice guy. Gave mm-hmm. wholesome, you know, Jim Lawson two haluchas. Dude, one was good PP rank for Great League, and the one was top ranked for Ultra League. Oh, it's crazy! I was like yeah yo jim you're gonna be you you about to be the next walk star every single day at this rate <laughs> oh god,
1: <yeah>, dude dude <sighs> richie was so much fun to watch at, at the end uh so when cool. he finally won he stood up on stage and he was like "Faminos, Faminos," yeah. which just means let's go let's yeah, go yeah.
0: right dude so honestly I- like for the content too it was probably better he won because imagine if auburn won he'd be like he'd be like nice guys <laughs> yeah my yes. Dude, all was so funny because we're talking about like prize pool and stuff, and they're like we did the calculation of how much he wins for second place. I think it was like a thousand dollars. And he he wrote in our group chat for our team chat. He's like it's like, dang, I was like, if you told me I was getting a thousand dollars for winning second, I probably would have smiled. <laughs> no, <come on. laughs> uh, what a savage dude. I remember yeah. one of the most savage moments when he was against each strawberries in the losers bracket. Game number two uh-huh. sorry, up one he he, no-bubbles an uh, Earthquake, swamper into Trevenant, and hands the team sheet back to his opponent before the game's even over. He's just like, I dude. really know who's going to win. Here you go, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> dude. I don't even know if it's again, a BM. I mean, I guess no-bubbles a BM. Technically, Earthquake does more than a uh, Hydrocan in that situation,
1: but... <laughs> dude. <laughs> it was insane, right? And like, Auburn, again, one of the most consistent trainers in the world, especially in so Go good. Battle League. Seeing him succeed in show six was just so, so, yeah,
0: sick. honest. And yeah, it's been a year since, like, oh no, less than a year actually, since Milwaukee, the first time he played in a regional. Mm-hmm. And again, he lost to Rise and someone else in the losers. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel yeah. like he's only gotten better too. So it's good. I mean, he yeah. would honestly be in contention in my mind for one of the best trainers at NA if he went to more of these tournaments. It's just like oh, he hasn't been proved, he hasn't had, he hasn't gone through it. But like, literally, like, you could literally see him in the bracket and you're like, Dude, there's no way he's losing to anyone but Richie at this point, right? Right. Um, like you could tell based on how he was playing, like he just like was just his his like skill level. No hate to anyone he battled, but it was like the skill difference was so wide. It was. I mean, Mm -hmm. talk about Onion Mm -hmm. Frank, top tier trainer, two O's Onion Frank, right? On day one, like it's nothing, right? Yeah. Like this is not like some like scrub, right? Like how many times does Onion Frank hit like top of the GBL
1: leaderboards, right? Yeah, so I, I think it made top I think one of the things that really separates Auburn is he's got incredible retention. Like he remembers so much of previous battles. And you could even see like he he didn't display a lot of emotion. But you could watch his reactions like halfway throughout a game. and based on what like how he was moving in his body language, you could tell if he thought it was over or not. yeah, just based on like halfway through the match, mm-hmm. he already knew,
0: yeah. it's like. That's a sign intense. of a good trainer is they see the win condition and lose condition like yes. far before anyone else, right?
1: Way before. And again, like the only trainer that could beat him that day was Richie. And Richie was just unstoppable in his own mm. way. He was really impressive. Yep.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, speaking of finding win condition stuff,
0: yo, Kimi Sui, man. Dude, that guy. Dude. That kid's killing it, dude. Oh, dude, it's just tough, man. I, I feel like we're getting too old for this game. All these young <laughs> kids are just steamrolling through the competition. Like, this I kid know. was nuts, you know? Talk know about, it. like, we used to call it Arrow the Wonder Kid or one Boy. Man, he about be the Wonder Grandpa at this point compared to everyone else. Yo, shout-out to Arrow, too, man. He he ran the same team back-to-back weekends running that weird-ass team, right? Super and uh, he uh, he made it work, right? I give him props. I think, you know, going to I, – I, I like – I think, like, having a little spice is fine. Having too much spice is, like, overdoing it sometimes. But he overdid it, and it, it was—he was cooking. He was cooking. And I say I say it all the time, you know, like, sometimes I don't think things will work. If I'm proven wrong, like, I give you props, right? Same thing, right? If someone made Amphro's work, I give him props. I just don't think it's going to happen. I didn't think it was yeah. going to happen, but Arrow played really well. I mean, dude, throwing an energy ball against a freaking knockdown, expecting to catch on Azumarill, like, I think he didn't even need to do that because he's so far
1: ahead at that point. But just yeah.
0: doing that and pulling it off like he was on point, you know,
1: like Dude. he was in the flow. It, it's it's the confidence, right? Like, uh, <laughs> era will say it every every tournament we've been to. Right. He's like, I feel like I'm, I'm playing pretty good, man. I got a good chance. He says that every time and he said it again believe. here. Right. Yeah. You got to believe you got to believe in you yourself believe. throwing that move right on the catch. And then again, like his confidence just shines through in everything that he does. And I'm super happy for him. A few other people still trying to get that qualification, right? Especially some of the younger, younger guys that have been competing. But Caleb dude, seriously, I, I wanted to you to weigh in on this. I felt like that was our strongest top eight all season. Do you agree or disagree?
0: Dude, it was stacked. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> Yeah it was i think
1: I mean, just the quality of the battles at least in think.
0: north america um for the other yeah. regions I, don't, I mean LAIC was stacked all around right it's true um, very true but yeah no definitely there's a couple of people actually that've been to quite a few regionals i'm curious to see if you uh take take a guess at um wait let me see if i'm I like I, I definitely compiled the list and i'm just curious to see if you can guess how many uh who who's the highest like attendance rate uh um, wait you mean
1: like in in terms of regions
0: yeah how many how, who's attended the most amount oh europe europe for sure no no most amount of regionals oh i see what like you're players wait yeah. you you have data on that well i just did like a manual like computation oh
1: dude that's sick uh, um let me see uh if i had to guess it's gonna be onion frank
0: i think it's arrow Arrow you has been to, seven, to the most. Seven, I think. Actually, I didn't type in the number. I just had the placement. Yeah. Holy I think God. he's been to seven. So, again, Perseverance, right? Guess yeah. who's number two. This one, this one. when I say it, you'll realize it, but you would not guess it, I think. Um, N.A. Number 2 uh, They've been to a lot two. of these, right? It's second only to Arrow, I think. Or maybe tied with Arrow. Yeah. Uh, Wadash. No. It's, uh, it's Wadash is actually... Number six on the list, which also might be tied with a couple people, yeah.
1: Okay, uh, I'm kind of at a loss. Who do you, Who is it? FL Bastion user, Meteor, <laughs> Meteor Phallium, baby. Oh, no, dude, <laughs>
0: really? Bastion Shadow Vic, second highest. Holy
1: child, third is actually Holy Onion tr- Frank,
0: fourth is actually Basics from U- Europe. Um, and really, fifth is Khaleesi Fitzy. Maybe, uh, some of these might be tied with each other too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, mind jokes underneath Wadage, Beach has been to a lot. Under Mind Joke, Bird Power, Freika, Hot Pocket. Yeah. Cindy. Those are those are the ones. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Meteor Folly. Nice. Some people call grinding them the 70-
1: out these events. <laughs> yeah. Some
0: people call them the $70 slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, shout out is. though, man. That guy, like, I give, I get props, dude. Like, you don't. He brings Shadow Vic and Bastion, and he actually brings those in the battles. That's no bench
1: pressure. That's mm-hmm. real pressure,
0: right? And yeah, he knows how to play that line probably better than
1: anyone. And he's reached day two several times. Yeah. So.
0: I think just once this season. Baltimore,
1: just once this season. I okay, just Baltimore. Oh no, like just, Peoria. Was... Sorry, Peoria. just Peoria. Sorry, just Peoria. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But he's come close, I think, too, in a couple other ones. Yeah. He took a game off of Magic Mason in Toronto. Because I was talking to Magic uh-huh. Mason a- in Fort Wayne. I was talking to him about Meteor He's like, dude, he's like, that guy, like, I thought, I thought it was just bench pressure. On- and I lost game one against him because he actually brought it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, that guy's legit. Like, he actually You know, me playing Bastion, like, it's mostly bench pressure a lot of times. I'll sprinkle it yeah. here, there. Dude, yeah. his like he's not sprinkled in. Like it's- that thing's the whole cupcake, you know. Like, the sprinkles is the Metacham.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, what a fun crap. time it was! A, it was a great time. Oh, dude, let me just briefly recap you on my Fort Wayne travels, if if we can. Oh, dude, because that was, this is good. Yeah, this is wild.
1: You you finally have a travel story for a uh, yeah, yeah.
0: And trust me, I was overdue compared to your travel story. I mean, some <laughs> of yours was self caused, but a lot of yours was like also like. Not self it. Like forgetting your passport, eh? It's kind of on you, yeah. right? But yeah. But uh, but like your NAIC tr- travels, dude. dude. That was that was rough,
1: right? Butters had better. Butters had an NAIC version for this weekend. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. So what happened is we're showing up, uh, and myself and Butters and a few other people were supposed to fly in and land on Friday night at Fort Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. Some people got there earlier, like Jim, I think, on the afternoon. So I mean, they had shorter flights. And you got there actually a day before, right? So you were, yeah. you were set, right? That was that was a play. Yeah. Well, we get th- we're supposed to get there Friday night, and um, and I'm just I'm at my layover, right? So I'm going from LA to Minneapolis, and then Minneapolis to Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Butters are going from like West Coast, you know, probably San Francisco, wherever he's flying from, to Chicago, and then Chicago to Fort Wayne. He's at Chicago with Joe Brown, our co-cast from VGC, and Adam Watson, our co-cast from TCG. Right, they're all there, yeah. and their flight to Fort Wayne completely delayed and then just eventually gets canceled and they're like oh like it's like about five and five hour five and a half hour drive let's get a rent rental and just drive down right they couldn't mm-hmm. get rentals because there's tornado warnings everywhere so they literally couldn't even rent a car so they literally had to crash for the night and they fly out the next day at 10 a.m which also one hour behind fort wayne too so they're to fly out like 11 a.m fort wayne time by the time they land yes. dude day one's almost over right yep and i was yep. like oh. That sucks, right? That's really sucks. Yeah, inclement weather, right? Oh, inclement weather at Fort Wayne. So they had tornado warnings mm-hmm. and stuff. They might have bad weather in Chicago as well on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that storm was going through all of the Midwest. I'm in Minneapolis. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of it's chilly outside. It's looking like it's like, like kind of rainy slash snowy slash hail. But yeah. if we can take off, we should be fine, right? Like, you know, we just got to get there before tornadoes. Our flight it's gets gonna... delayed a couple times because the pilot's <laughs> running late for whatever reason. Like, the pilot's like not there. It's like, oh, our pilot's on their way.
1: I'm like, okay dude,
0: all right kind of, kind of um,
1: hard to fly with them, yeah it,
0: but... yeah i was like dude why can't you be on time for your job like if i was an hour and a half late like <laughs> what the heck like the guy was like literally an hour and a half late i don't know why he was coming off another plane i think it was just oh he's stuck in traffic like it's minneapolis right is there that traffic i don't know maybe i'm not super familiar with the area but for whatever reason the pilot's late, so we get delayed because of that we get on the plane finally right i'm texting like our production team be like oh i'm still on the way like you know whatever blah blah, blah. All right, okay our friend uh major bowman jake VGC caster uh, is also departing from some other Midwest city that's also like an hour away. Him and I board are t- playing about the same time. He's like, I'm about to take off. I'm like, me too, right? I'll be there soon, right? I'll be there tonight. I'm just worried about like trying to get someplace to eat, right? When I land, I'm like, I'm going to land yeah. at like 10 o'clock or so, like 10 p.m., maybe 11 p.m. I, I just, Hopefully, I could just order something, right, to eat because I would be hungry, right? Because I haven't eaten anything since breakfast, right? Um, and so I could get some rest and whatever. It's about to be my birthday, too, right? Like, early midnight that night was about to be my birthday. I was like, I don't want to get there before my birthday. I could just chill and stuff, right? I don't mind working on my birthday. I think it's fine to be around Pokemon people on my birthday. Like, hey, man, that's a lot of our friends anyway, right? I don't mind. Yeah, that. of course. But I just want to be there. I'm on the plane, and then they start, they're like, we had to de ice the plane real quick because there's like snow and everything on it and ice on the windows. I'm like, all right, they're de icing it. They're spraying all this stuff on it. And then they're like, it's like an hour, like, it's like 30 minutes, an hour later, like, the de-icer truck, like, broke midway, so we had to call another truck. All right. Call another truck, okay. right? Truck comes, right? And it's getting colder and colder, and, like, and it's getting snowier, right? But it's, like, getting evening time, so it's obviously not as warm. Although the de truck comes and spraying stuff and stuff like that. They're like, all right, we're about to take off soon. Uh, we're just like next to the runway. 30, 30, 45 minutes later, they're like, oh, um, yeah, no, we're going to have to uh replow the runway because we waited so long that, like, it got, like, iced over again. Right, so wait for a replow, and then finally, they're like, actually, we're gonna take another runway because it's taking too long replow. So we're, 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 we're about to we're we up soon. We're like third in queue, right? Like, just get 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 ready, right? Sorry for the delay, dude. Jake, Major Bowman already lands in Fort Wayne, and I'm still on the runway, right? I'm like, what is going on, dude? I'm on this run for two and a half, three hours, in the plane, right? Luckily they are running cover plus, but yeah, literally just sitting there. I'm like running out of things to watch on Netflix. Right. I'm like, what is going on? I have my phone on airplane mode for the longest time. Cause I keep thinking we're about to take off. I keep taking off and people are like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm still in Minneapolis. They're like what? I'm like, did, did you land yet? I'm like, no, I haven't moved. It's a one hour flight. Right finally we take off dude i'm telling you when we take off there's more ice and snow on the windows than before the de-icing happened three hours prior because there's so much that happened since then i feel like the pilots just gave up like let's just do our best right i'm like am i about to die like i feel like if if de-icing was that important it looking real bad right now so anyway (laughs) um yeah so that happens we finally take off right we finally take off and uh and I take a nap, right? I'm like exhausted at this point. I wake up, we land, and I open my phone. I'm like, damn. I was like, it's midnight? I was like, probably midnight. I was like, well, at least I got to Fort Wayne, right? And so my friend uh, Dijon texts me, right? He's like, hey, let me know when you land. I was like, hey, I'm here. I uh, just got to Fort Wayne. He's like, you're at Fort Wayne? I was like, yeah, why? He's like, I'm pretty sure you're in Detroit. I was like, what do you mean? I took a flight to Fort Wayne. Why would we be in Detroit? He's like, he's like, dude, I, I'm literally checking your online flight status. I'm pretty sure this is the only flight that you possibly could be on from Minneapolis to Fort Wayne. And it says they reval you your plane to Detroit. I was like, hold up, what? Because I fell asleep, right? I didn't hear any announcements. I open Google Maps. Um, I zoom out. I'm in freaking Detroit. I'm like <laughs> two and a half hours drive to Fort Wayne. I was like, what the heck? And I find out because of all the inclement weather and stuff, it got bad because I, I was talking to you and before I took off, you all said like the weather's not too bad, right? But I think by the time yeah. that time rolled around, the hurricanes were picking up. Dude, if only we didn't de ice for three hours, so the pilot showed up an hour and a half early or like on time, I would have got there, right? Because Jake obviously was able to land his their their plane, right, on time. So clearly yeah. what's like if we just left on time or whatever, would have been fine. But because of all the delays and all the other stuff, it took forever. I get off the plane, I'm like, dude, how am I gonna get there? DJ was like, dude, I don't know. Uh-huh. And then they're like, maybe they'll, they'll try to fly you out still on the same plane. No, they're like, we're laying the plane for today. We won't <laughs> leave until 10 a.m. tomorrow, which, again, also same situation. I would be leaving technically at 11 a.m. Fort Wayne time, and I'd be late again. I'm like, dude, I can't leave speeding or wholesome by themselves. Right? Three people commentating is one thing. Two people is like near impossible because you need someone to commentate with, but you need someone backstage doing all the admin work. Also, you need teams, some type man. of talking breaks, right? Like, There's just no way right? you could do two. Three is like kind of doable. You just stretch very thin, but it's possible, right? We we done it for NAIC before. We can do it, right? I'm like, Dude. I was like, what is the situation, right? I'm thinking like, can I like rent a car? Nothing, right? And I go there, and they're like, yeah, we'll give you a hotel. You should get a text message or email from it. It's like, I was like, I didn't. And they're like, did you book your flights and stuff? I was like, no. The company I work with, like, right, that contracts me, books my stuff. So they're trying to figure out how to even get my hotel information for the night, and they can't even get that. I'm sitting there for 45 minutes waiting for that. And like, you're and to talk to our manager. At the meantime, shout out to Sierra, right? BGC caster. She was hitting me up, and she was like – because she drove down from Canada, right? And she picked up mm-hmm. actually Gabby Snyder on the way because Gabby's flight got delayed. And she was supposed to be on the same flight as me from Minneapolis to Fort Wayne, but she knew she wasn't going to make it because of the layover. Like, because of her yeah. own flight delay from first leg. So she got picked up from – um Sierra, actually on her way. I think she flew into Chicago or somewhere, right? And they picked up Gabby on the way. Mm. So she took a second flight. And um, so they're driving down. And they literally were an hour away from me. And they stopped for the evening because the weather was getting so bad. And so they stopped at some random hotel on the way to Fort Wayne from, like, Detroit. And she Mm. messaged me. She's like, hey, honestly, we're about an hour away from you. If you can take an Uber from the the airport to there, you could just drive with us in the morning at 5 a.m. I was like, dude, they can't have a store on my hotel information. Bet, let's do it, right? So I go, I try to pick up my luggage from baggage claim. Dude, baggage claim people are like, yeah, uh, your luggage is not going to be out for a while because there's lightning out there, and like, I'm like, what? I'm like, it's already no. like two, three a.m. <laughs> I'm sitting there just GBLing in this like desert airport, right? Cause I'm like, I have nothing else better to do, right? Playing my janky masterly team that I have, like my budget masterly team. I'm like losing like most of my battles, but I'm just like, just like 3 a.m. or so. I'm like so tired, 3.30 a.m., almost 4 a.m. And then finally, like, like, it's, I'm still waiting for this. I was like, is this coming tonight or what? So I talked to an employee, right? Cause they said conveyor belt three is where it's coming out on the announcements and the employees there. I talked to another employee. I was like, hey, like, is this coming or like what? They're like, like, oh, I was like, the bag should be out by now. I was like, well, they told me something about Lightning. And she's like, uh, well, like you're going to have to speak with our office there then. Because I don't know. See, they have your bag. But, like, it should have been out by now. So, I'm walking over there. And some other guys, some other employees, like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, maybe check this, like, conveyor belt five. Because, like, that's so the thing. So, nobody knows? Nobody knows. I shook. I was like. My luggage has been sitting on conveyor belt five for the past two hours. Like, like they literally said on the announcement, we'll be in conveyor belt three. And another employee said they literally couldn't get it out because of the lightning. Meanwhile, it's sitting on conveyor belt five over there for who knows how long. Like, I did like four or five GBL sets by the time I finally realized this in Master League, right? So, it's not even like Little Cup. It's not even fast. I grabbed my bag. I'm like so annoyed by now. It's like 4 a.m. <laughs> Could have left like three hours prior, right, at 1 a.m. I, I Like, literally, Sierra's messaging me. She's like, oh, no, sorry, it was 3 a.m. around this time, right? Uh, I was there for, like, two extra hours. She was, like, messaging me. She's like, hey, are you almost here? I was like, dude, I'm still waiting for my freaking bag. Finally, get my bag, I call Uber. Thank thank God my Uber driver was on a mission, right? He drove quick, right? <laughs> Shout out to that guy. Didn't say a word. I was, meanwhile, like, texting, like, Delta, like, for customer service the whole time. And then I get there at, like, 4 a.m. Like, hey, how's it going? And then I just crashed on the couch, right? Uh mm uh And we wake up at five a.m. I honestly don't even know if I slept. Right? <laughs> again, people are like mm. wishing me happy birthday on the East Coast when they're waking up, and I'm like responding at five a.m. like instantly. My mom's like, "Wow, you responded quick." I was like, "Yeah, dude you don't, you don't you don't want to know, but I have not been." Asleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've not eaten anything since breakfast the other day, right? <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> so we wake That's up true. at five. Shadow again to Sierra, right? She drove uh myself gabby and her boyfriend joe who also got second place at vgc he needed to be there early which worked out perfectly because i need to be there early for call time and rehearsals and stuff so i was like "Dude, that's perfect i, I don't mind leaving early at all we get there i change iron my stuff eat breakfast at the gym i go get ready for production rehearsals i somehow still get there before speedy is chief <laughs> Hey,
1: man <laughs> by like by like five minutes that's fine.
0: it's fine, but I mean, I didn't even sleep, right? I literally slept an hour in this hotel, maybe not even, yeah, 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 yeah. and that was my day. that was my day, but it was it ended oh. off great, you know, we had a great time uh honestly, I didn't even really care that it was my birthday at that point, but shout out to everyone in production who made it special too, Wish we had birthday stuff so it was it was fun yeah. I got cake and everything it was. It was a fun dude. time. And then we went to like after dinner, we went to like a like a hotel bar and stuff. And at a certain point, I was like, dude, I've been up for like 23 hours straight. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, hey, I, I hit 400K <laughs> catches as well. Like it was a fun time. It was dude, a fun time.
1: Honestly, you, did, you didn't seem that sleep deprived either. Like, I was actually on, on it. I was on,
0: like running on fumes and adrenaline. Running on fumes. Point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was scared I wasn't going to wake up in time the next day. I slept, like, maybe yeah, five well, hours course. the next day, which is still five times the amount I slept before. But when I got back, literally, like, the other day, I, like, passed out. Like, I, like, did not leave my bed for, like, ten hours straight. Yeah. Dude. Yeah.
1: And this the thing, like, we talked about this, too, right? Like, uh, when we uh, when we have these events and we need to be up super early, especially when there are extra circumstances, like yeah. late arrivals or late nights. That's night. about time zone, too.
0: I yeah. went from Pacific to East Coast, too. So I'm waking True. up even three hours earlier than – Well, I don't know. My sleep is already weird, but – yeah. <laughs> but, but still person, that's formidable. Not <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah sheesh yeah. dude what a crazy crazy time what
0: man. a crazy time but what a great way honestly like i wouldn't i mean obviously besides travel plans being different i wouldn't ask for any other weekend it was it was fun to spend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the birthday and turning age 40 with you all yeah right Right, age 400 400. it was my 22nd birthday anyway yeah yeah, that was uh, Fort Wayne and Charlotte in my wild travel journeys. so Speedy's no longer the only one with wild travel journeys but yeah Butters unfortunately did show up had to show up the next day pretty late I mean it was just impossible for him to possibly get there so Dude, he showed up and he you know, he, he worked he like dancing. one hour,
1: he <laughs> worked like one hour. And then and the funny thing is, like, Caleb just just told everyone this huge story about the, like this epic voyage that he had to take to get there. And he slept like one hour in between. He gets there. Caleb works pretty much the whole day. Right. No, uh-huh. literally the whole day. Yeah. And then Butters comes in for the last hour, the last rotation. And then we end the show. And. And Caleb and myself and Jim are like, you know what? We're going to like go back to the room, change, relax, maybe work out later, eat some food. And Butter's just like, you guys want to go play basketball? Like I'm feeling amped. I'm feeling excited. And we're like, dude, chill out. No, not me. Not me. Not I. Uh, dude, was, what a time.
0: Uh, what a time indeed. What a time. But. um, Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Uh, we'll maybe talk about the play Pokemon changes next week. Um, sure, yeah, plans, yeah, because we're running a little long time here too. Maybe we'll talk about the T segment next time too. Cause, dude, we, hot, already we already we the covered of T. This whole tea. thing was T, right? This whole team was T. Tea. Yeah. Uh, let's just talk quickly about the spring into spring event because I do have to go soon for a potential meeting. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, just another event going on. Nothing wild here. <laughs> uh not gonna lie i mean it's like it is what it is we got like some new pokemon going on we got like the introduction of cutie fly which turns into Rabombi. like
1: I Caleb, if you if, well, what trying, trying, if you were trying to sound more disinterested i'm not sure <laughs> if you could <laughs> It dude, you know what I'm talking about? All the costume EVs dude, we got. Dude, uh, dude I was wow, begging for Mega Punny.
0: We've had it like three times by now, too. I don't even care at this point, right? I, I know, I know. You'll no hate to defy you who loves Punny, but we've had Mega Punny plenty of times by now. Again, we've dude. had all these Flower Crown things forever, too, like Flower Crown EV, like and Flower Crown yeah. Chancy, and Togetic. Like what?
1: what it it almost, before? it almost feels like this content is a bit recycled, and we need some new stuff anyone yep. from niantic listening hello yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> two times uh event bonus two times candy for catching like okay no surprise but one half ha- uh hatch distance for eggs and then lucky eggs activated during event will last for one hour well good thing i am stock up all these pages and stuff to massive all but i don't think hey. anyone else cares about that one hour thing besides me and even then i don't care that much but anyway research encounters crown pikachu Chansey, evie Togetic. it is what it is uh riolu are in two kilometer eggs i will say that that's kind of nice because that's a much easier mm-hmm. way to hatch riolu that's probably the biggest perk of this event i think Um yeah it's a bunch of egg hatching stuff i don't know how you're buying a bunch of incubators but this will last until the 10th so that was about it that was about it mm-hmm. anything else you want to say about this
1: event i watched uh, a bit of a video Homeslice henry used the the cutie fly evolution in, in uh oh, no oh. He, he did some he did some practice battles with patrons okay, gotcha. i think is how he got the battles done yeah yeah but it's got uh it's got fairy wind bug buzz and another hard-hitting move uh ribombi okay. is the name of it yeah and actually you know it actually looked kind of fun like it, it's it got a super high attack stat it hits really hard it, it basically like one shot at deoxys with bug buzz which is pretty cool really uh yeah i don't think it'll be good in in competitive right it's 136 attack is super high Oh, yeah. For this Pokemon, Bug Buzz does 79% to a Deoxys. So after the Fairy wins, you basically one-shot it. Oh, It's got 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 all
0: nukes too,
1: yeah. It's ranked
0: 677.
1: Yeah, it's got a lot of weaknesses, right? Bug and Fairy. Mm -hmm. We took, what, Fire, Flying, Poison, uh, Rock... Weak to steel. It's weak we to a lot of things. Lot.
0: It also resists quite a few things too at on the same end. That's fair. Yeah, it resists. We it's, so it's resists weak to fight. fire, flying, poison, rock, steel, but it yeah. resists fighting, dragon, ground, grass, dark, and bug.
1: Yeah, which is nothing to scoff at. It's actually yeah. nice. It's spread. just
0: I think it's probably stat probably is pretty rough. Yeah. Beats a uh, Osgoon Altarius Grafty Umbreon, Swamper somehow. Yeah.
1: It's less <laughs> it's less bulky than than Trev. I'll say that. How does it beat Swampert? Like, doesn't Swampert just one shot with a Hydro Cannon?
0: Like, I don't even know how that uh, works.
1: Hydro Cannon does about 64%.
0: Oh, so it's not that close So though. It loses a two shield, so
1: but yeah, it's straight bug buzzes to win. But it's only three turns different. So if the Swampert has two much shots, your SOL. They Should say. I run in Hartford, Connecticut? <laughs> oh, dude, you're not gonna do that. Come on. <laughs> you never know. You
0: never know. You know, I'm gonna run know. some wild stuff. Ooh, um need you to know. To end it off, let's take a look at how many registrations. There's 128 when it started. I'm curious. Maybe. Dude. Maybe there'll be more since then. Here's
1: actually, this is the last thing I'll leave you with the Ribambi Rab- thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually almost identical to Alolan Raichu. Both have about 136 attack, about 100 to 110 defense, and their stamina is like 108 to
0: 115.
1: Oh, okay. So it's like a- identical to
0: Ichu. It's still 128. I hope hopefully they didn't cap at 128. I God, hope not. It, everyone's saying two fifty six, but I guess we'll find out more by the time this episode mm-hmm. drops. Yeah. So we shall see. Oh, one last question I was gonna ask you. Yeah, go Dude, for Master it. Master league's not been treating me well, and I ain't spending no like four hundred K dust making a freaking bronze or
1: for a little league. Mm, nope. What's your Elo at? Dude, I have not played since uh before I left for Mexico. So I'm still I'm still like veteran, like twenty five hundred.
0: Dude, this is a close race. I'm veteran too. I'm 2570. Dude, <laughs> There's people dude, hitting legend. At, I'm twenty five seventy. This
1: is uh I might get my hair permed. Dude, we'll uh, see. I don't know. I, I still need to step it up. I haven't played GBL in like four or five days.
0: Well, you're not really missing out much, man. This comp this, <laughs> this, this these cops have been wild. I mean, you know, I think Masley can be fun if you have the resources. I've been running some yeah. stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But uh we'll see. All right, okay. Well, I guess the race is on. Oh, uh, that does it. About for us. Thank you all for joining. In, you know, um, uh, hopefully, this didn't sound too doom and gloomy, but <laughs> we want to be honest with you on how we feel. You and... cursed us, Caleb. <laughs> we got to be honest. Cursed you know, hey, there might be some fellow Niantic staffers listening, and they want to hear our opinions on this too, right? Yeah. Um, but I am hopeful. I am hopeful. One last thing, I will say, relate to the shadow Vents. Mm -hmm. i was kind of lazy about it right i was like how do you bank a radar right how do you bank a radar for it because right now you can't bank radars like you used to so here's how you do it apparently what you need to do and i'll send you a picture of this graphic too it's kind of too long to post on the um youtube version but essentially, what you do is they used to be able to bank radars like super radars you can't do that anymore the only way you bank it now is you have to. If you get that shadow quest line, you cannot get past the first page. Do not complete the first page, and you have to leave at least one encounter or like one reward around, right? Um, unclaimed. You have to leave at least one reward unclaimed. You can finish the quest oh, line because you should like you know walk, earn two candies with your Pokemon, defeat three shadow Pokemon, stuff like that. Purify one Pokemon, stuff like that, right? Like like, but you can't get past it, and that way when the next time there's a rock event that comes around, that next quest line will start if you're still on page one. Oh. Of the previous okay. months. Or so previous you stack or the quest lines. You stack you the do quest it. line. Because mm. you can't possibly stack the actual radar anymore without completing the quest. So you stack the quest oh. line so that let's say if you want Reggie Rock comes around, you do all your quest lines all at once and you spend all your radars at once. That's how you do it. So I was. So I okay. finally read up on it, but it was... I finally figured out how to do it, but it was like after, like it was like during this past rocket event. And I trolled so hard that I did not do my previous radars event. Cause I was already on step five. Right. So I couldn't bank it. So I need to finish that one to do this one. Right. Cause I didn't know about this until like until recently. Yeah. So I'm literally at Fort Wayne with butters backstage. And I'm like, dude, watch what I'm catching right. He's like, shadow regis. I was like, the rocket events over. I was like, I said, butters, I trolled so hard, man. Like, I need to clear this one. And I don't think I get the rate research for the last one because the rocket shadow events over, right? The two the week or so event we had. Thankfully, now I had to code coded so that you still get the new research after you complete it. So I didn't lose anyway. out of the entire like Giovanni radar. I do have a Shadow regis okay. still, but I was stuck with a Shadow regis the moment I started the last questline anyway. Exactly. So right now yeah. I'm back to having like two radars banged. So I could okay, get a max okay. of three Regirocks if I want to. I don't know if I really want to or not. Regirocks is just like,
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think it's the best of the trio.
0: It is the I best think. of the trio, but like, is it like really worthwhile to have more than one? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's a huge treat for everybody that stayed until the end. You know, we're like just over two hours sure. in. That's like a huge nugget right there.
0: Yeah. So my apologies if um I didn't provide this info earlier. I personally was just procrastinating how to figure out how to do it. Shout out to the flash <laughs> Cliff. Actually. He was the one that sent me this whole instruction thing. Dude, I remember when Cliff I read it, I one. was just like, it was so many, like, it was like five pages of graphics, like with a lot of text. And I was just like, I, uh, like I'm too dumb to figure out what this means right now.
1: You're like, <laughs> I, ain't re- I ain't reading all that. But yeah, I ain't read all you, that. I I that. I wish I did.
0: I wish I did. My apologies, Cliff. Thank you for <laughs> providing me. I think by the time you sent it to me, I actually already went past the first page anyway. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. But I mean, so that's what you do. You yeah, stay on the first page. So next time the shadow event rolls around, stay on the first page and just like complete the thing as you go along if you want like some legendary. But okay, minimal yes. IVs like 555 five, five, or 666 six, six, or whatever it is. Like it just makes Reggie's really bad too. Like the best Reggie mm-hmm. you get is like a 51515 15, or six fifteen fifteen or something like that. Yeah.
1: Like, and you can't just, trade like, reroll obviously. So. Yeah yeah so anyway that about wraps it up for us any last words from you speediest chief no dude just want to say uh it was really exciting to uh to cast in fort wayne had a good time seeing you there and um obviously we can't reveal too much about future schedules but hopefully if we'll i see seen you again soon wink wink uh maybe even you know somewhere far away
0: hopefully hopefully hey we got a cast together too which we haven't done since almost a year ago at euic and it was a fun dude, time i know it was a fun time a year i feel like the i feel like us doing podcasts together makes it actually pretty seamless because when i cast with it, i was like dude yeah. this is easy like it's not like it didn't feel awkward oh, yeah. at all right oh yeah of course uh, i mean and jim was fun to cast with too because i've only casted with him ADL once and that was it but okay yeah. like i felt like our connection was like seamless um, yeah
1: agreed it, you, it was kind of like naic last year right you could just kind of step yes in, that's NAIC true actually naic i
0: guess was the true last time yeah yeah it just so kind of flows to, we, yeah so i got lucky i got to cast with everyone that weekend i guess yeah yeah, yeah
1: it's so. just like, dude jim is actually really good oh like, he's great him. yeah oh he's no very, he's very good.
0: good he's very composed too like um people yeah. don't know this but as charlotte his he had really bad like allergies like seasonal allergies with the pollen whatever there and he was like just on death's door. Not really, like not that severe, but he was like dying. Like he was very congested. Yeah. He had to blow a snow slot. He felt awful, right? Especially on day one. Yeah. And I was telling him, I was like, dude, I couldn't even tell, right? I yeah, even exactly. Tell. True like, yeah, professional. Exactly. Dude, his fits nice. are also wild. Dude, I'm dude, hitting I up know. my suit guy this Friday, man. I'm telling you, my suit guy, he's only open from Friday till Monday these days for some uh-huh. reason. And I had back-to-back regional, so I couldn't go two weeks ago in Charlotte. I couldn't go last weekend in Fort Wayne. I need to upgrade my suits, right? I'm going to my yeah. suit guy. I'm getting at least two suits. Right. Cause Jim Lawson, wholesome underscore, has like fourteen suits right now and counting. Dude, he literally had twelve in Vancouver. He's already up two more since then. Dude. Man's a madman. He's he even is. has Pokemon pins to match his suit. Like it's Dude, he he's a play.
1: he's our Pokemon fashion icon, dude. Man. You
0: get the the Rock Golden Chain, right? I'm lucky <laughs> I didn't have to sit next to him most of the weekend. You had to, right? I'm like, dude, I'm I'm looking bad, right? Dude, I usually got what like two these... of Butters next to me, like ain't no problem, right? That guy's just doing his <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> He's more dude, worried about the pink games than the suit game, which is fine with we, me. We
1: all we all need to show up wearing turtlenecks like Jim to one of these regionals, dude.
0: That'd be so funny. I need to try. I haven't worn turtlenecks since I was a kid. So I need yeah. to try that. Um, fun story. When I was a kid, I thought I looked so cool in a crown neck. I had a bright orange one and a bright white one. <laughs> I probably looked like a clown. But I thought it looked so cool. So we'll see. It's, a,
1: it's all about the confidence. That's what it's about.
0: Yeah, it's getting – Dude, I was going to say it's kind of getting warmer here, so I won't wear it at home. But, like, it's actually kind of cold still in L.A. I don't know whether right. this year's climate change or what, but something's bad. It's whack, yeah. Yeah. Guess the weather in L.A. right now. It is um, 11 a.m. It's 11, 11. 55 degrees. Oh, no, 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 it's a little too much. 64. 64, okay. 64 is well, still pretty shoot, chilly. It's do. supposed to be like 70-something all year round, right? It's LA.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're uh, just a few degrees off. You'll warm yeah, up, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Anyway, that's been us. Thank you all for joining. We'll catch you all next time. Hopefully next time I'm a prophet once again, and Niantic fixes everything or reverses everything <laughs> back to normal for at least your remote rates. We'll see please we'll see how it goes please anyway catch you all later and have a good one peace see ya